Well, I guess I should have kept these things closer together, maybe. It's 1159 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. We come live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns or other things. And each night we have a different topic. On Mondays, the topic is Second Amendment activist motivation, uh, Second Amendment content creation, and um, all that entails the how-to of being a Second Amendment activist. Uh and, and that's about it. So on Mondays, uh, we like to have interviews with people. We like to focus on the tools and the trips and the tips and the techniques and the platforms and the software and the, all the different aspects of creating content um, so that people know how to do it. And so that hopefully we're encouraging people to participate. That being said, uh, tonight we're going to talk about coaching Second Amendment activists in 2022. We've got Clover joining us, Clover Tack from Texas. Thanks for jumping in. Hey, good to be here, man. So I just want to start off because I just got back from flying around, well, going to Phoenix and flying around my drone and on the screen right now for everybody that's watching us live, uh, we've got an image uh, from my drone of the one of the ranges here in Arizona, a public range that's kind of cool. Uh, I was just kind of telling Clover about it before we started, so I figured I might as well go live and talk about it. Uh, this The parking lot here is the parking. You used to be able to just drive right up into the bays, but people kept putting washers and dryers and garbage in there. So they put this fence here, so you have to walk through a couple of gates and leave your cars way back here. So most people that go here on a regular get one of those little wagons, like those fold up, you know, like what a red wagon would have been back in the day, and now they fold up like a folding chair. So they get these little folding wagons, put all their loot in there, and then drag it out to these covered areas, which are permanent. So it may not may look like pop-ups, but these are giant 12 foot tall, 10 foot tall, something like an aluminum or canvas. I think they're aluminum roofs, like real nice roofs that are gonna last out there for a while. There's some benches and stuff. And I guess these are handgun bays on the, this would be the south side. Uh, and then, Oh, I still got that song going. I was like, what the heck's on noise? Let me shut off this song. Sorry about that. Um, it's got these shorter bays over here, which are like handgun bays. You can People use those for classes all the time. This is just a longer, I guess, whatever you want to use it for, mid, like a mid-length range, mid range. This long one is really wide, and that's the long one. Obviously, there's a couple of different places you can put stuff out there. And then there's another range over here that, uh, is effectively just a kind of a, another distance range that just gives people more options. On the far side of there is another range. It's a police range for Casa Grande's, uh, or maybe it's the county, I don't know. But anyway, that police range, you've seen in a lot of Magpul, at least in a couple of Magpul videos, in a ton of our videos, and a whole bunch of other people's. If someone trains in Arizona and they're worth anything, they've trained on that range many times and that's an awesome range like i say if you've I, i'm not going to go fly over there but if you saw over there 
you know what I'm talking about. The 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 ground and everything is it's got these cement things in it. It's pretty uh, um, you can pretty memorable. And then next to it is their long range for when they're doing rifle and stuff. And uh, you can kind of almost tell that there's some stuff set out in the desert out here on the hills. So anyway, I'm not going to keep going on about that range, but I'm stoked. I can't wait to see the other uh, drone footage. I went up to uh, do some stuff today. So I have, I think I have footage of four ranges, four shooting ranges, and then some desert shooting areas, a couple of satellite calibration thingies. They, they put these big squares out in the desert, like big bullseyes out in the desert for satellites to calibrate off of, and then uh, some other stuff. So with that, we'll uh, get back to the topic at hand, which is coaching to a um, coaching to a uh, channel. Did I put channels or what did I put in the thing? I think coaching to a activist, right? How do I get up the YouTube thing? Oh, coaching gun focused YouTube something. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I yeah, don't have the YouTube side up, but yeah. I got it now. Coaching gun focused YouTube channels in 2021. Okay, so it has nothing to do with 2A tonight. Or at least, you know, 2A isn't the focus. It'll be gun focused. And we've got a bunch of new gun focused ones that may or may not be 2A. I mean, obviously. Still 2A, yeah. It's still 2A adjacent. Yeah. I mean, and you can be both. You, it's just, and then some people are just not going to be in, you know, whatever. But yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. so let's talk about gun, though, as opposed to 2A, because there's a big difference. Yeah. 2A is a smaller audience. It's a subset of the gun one. And you also get you've into, be nerdier and get into politics and all that. Yeah. And you get into um, also the more political side of things, which can yeah. be difficult. Yeah. And that can be polarizing, and definitely it can be a decision. So I guess we'll start start off with maybe that aspect of coaching a gun-focused channel. Do you even bring that up? Do you let them bring it up? Or uh, in um, 2022, if a channel came up to you and said, and would it make a difference if the channel, because I'm just saying the channel, so you let me know if, there, if it would make a difference or something. But if a channel came up to you in 2022 and said, I'm new, I want to make stuff, I want to make a gun channel on YouTube. Uh-huh. All right. Do you bring up 2A or do you let them bring it up or not? We, it would probably be a discussion depending on, you know, I, I would certainly want to know um, what, you know, what they had in mind, what they were doing. Uh, it's not it's not my place to it, it really aggravates me. And this is what sets me apart from a lot of the other, you know, a lot of the other, I don't even consider myself a guru, but you get what I'm saying, right? The big, there's a lot of big YouTube channels that we're going to tell you how to win YouTube, you know? Um, and they throw out general and platitudes not, and you're not talking, uh, gun YouTubers at all. You're talking just people no, who are talking like how to do YouTube and uh, yeah. how I did YouTube, right. or how you can yeah. do YouTube and make money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they, they try to reverse engineer big, huge channels, and they tell you to go, oh, who's the other people in your niche that inspire you, you know, copy some of their stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 you need to do your own thing. And, and it's, it's they they are contradictory. And that's one thing that, that one stick in my crawl I've always had with those. And not that they don't give some good advice if it's applied appropriately, um, but on one hand, they'll say, Go look at some of the big things in your niche, right? So, in other words, for us, it would be like 
you know, go look at Hickok, go look at Nemo Ranch, go look at Suits, go look at, you know, those people and, you know, kind of copy their style and delivery and flair and whatever it might be. And then, and then on the very next video they do, they'll talk about how you need to be unique and you need to do things your own way. And you need, and so it's, that's confusing for people, especially considering the vast majority of creators that are out there are uneducated creators in the sense of how to create in the sense of, of how YouTube works and the channel and how audiences find them and that sort of thing. Right. There's nothing wrong with being uneducated. That means you can, you can get educated. Um, but that's who they're preaching to. And, and it's, it's a disservice when they do that because they're confusing people that are, they're coming in to get help and all you're doing is confusing them. So, you know, I don't usually get into telling people what type of things to do. Um, but it's helpful for me to know that to be able to help them navigate however they need to, you know, to, to whatever goals they have. We all have different goals as a channel. Um, so it's an important thing to know, but you're right. I mean, you can do as much or as little to a with the gun as, you know, gun channel, gun tuber stuff as you want. The same way you can do a little bit of gun tuber stuff if you find yourself a predominantly two a channel. Um, there are channels out there that, that mix in food. There are channels out there that mix in, um, you know, fishing and outdoor and hunting and, you know, various other things that are not just the latest you know, poly pistol or fancy AR or whatever it might be, right? Um, so while while gun tubers, I agree with you that I think that two A centric. We've got conservative political, which two A kind of falls into that group. The conservative political is for, for me just throw it away because it's 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 over there and it's too wish washed with all kinds of other political ideas. Then you've got the two A which is actually a subset of that niche, the straight up two way, right? And then you've got, like I said, the straight up gun reviews and things like that. And then the outdoors hunting channel. Um, and, and as you start breaking it down, I, I think you're right. I mean, you get smaller and smaller and smaller with your niche. And, and that's one thing that a lot of the big gurus and, and things will tell people, they'll tell people to niche down. Well, if you're looking to grow fast, niching down is, is one of the, in the gun tuber space is one of the worst things you can do um, because you're already a small segment. The vast well, majority of YouTube traffic in any, in any of the realms, right? right? Like it, you feel like oh, I'm going to be a motorcycle channel about BMX motorcycles. Well, no, now you're a BMX motorcycle channel. Like, or I'm going to be a motorcycle channel yeah. about crotch rockets. Like, no, now you're a motorcycle right channel about those. Like you, you can't just be a motorcycle channel and focused on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, um, well, it's <clears throat> tough. Like I said, if if you niche down, which is uh, also what they'll say, niche down, niche down, you're gonna grow. You'll grow, and you'll grow a very lo loyal audience. But the problem with that is you're not ever gonna you're not ever gonna get big. We've talked about that with my GunTuber Academy project, right? Um, I think that's a worthwhile project to pursue, and I'm still interested in doing things over there as as time allows and whatever. But there's no way that will never. I mean, what percentage of people, what percentage of creators are gun tubers and what percentage of gun tubers are looking for 
tips and advice and everything, right? It's a very small mm-hmm. subsection of a very small subsection of a very small subsection. And I mean, if I if I ended up getting you know a thousand subscribers over there, I would be absolutely surprised. I would be blown away. Okay, so there's a bunch of different things there. So um, I'm going to go backwards, I guess. So yeah, you can do both, here. though. You can do both, though, right? You don't have to choose. So I'm going to do this or that. So we started off on 2A, but we're really talking about gun channels. So if a gun channel is like, I'm going to be a revolver channel. But you know what? I like rifles. Well, all right. You can. You don't have to be like, I'm just a revolver channel. And you don't have to be like, I'm just a revolver and rifle channel either. Right? You can... Uh, well, I guess depending on what your focus is and what you start a thing off as, I was going to say you can do both by having, let's say you just do a uh, 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 random content, and let's say that content is generated by something, maybe somebody else's newsletter or what comes into a gun shop, or maybe when you go out and look at the pawn shops in the area, you talk about what you found, right? So that gets that's random and is generated by some outside source. So that's part of your channel. But then you really dig revolvers. You could do like Revolver Wednesday or something, Wheelgun Wednesday, I guess, and then do some project there where you do like a series weekly and that other thing where you do it maybe intermittently or every week or, you know, something, but you can be, you know, and then you could have a fourth thing, right? You, you can do multiple things with a channel. You're like, oh, I kind of like dogs. So, you know, every once in a while I have my dog in the video or on once a month we do like a dog update. Right. Like you can you can do that kind of stuff without killing a channel, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, obviously, you can do anything. But I think I guess my question is, or do you think that would be metrics or analog or logarithm and just in general? Because we got I guess that's one thing we could talk about is how do you you know judge a channel? How do you determine if so, a channel is growing or doing stuff? But let me start with. Could you do both or will by doing both you distract from one or the other so much that it's not a good idea to do multi? I think I think the key the key to it above all else and this is what we learn from bigger channels This is where that kernel of truth with the big gurus that say look at the big guys or whatever and they're talking about the entertainment sector, right? And I don't know how many people out there. But uh, sometimes they're talking about business, right? Like, because business is big money on YouTube. I, I so get it. Uh, yeah, right? but but here's my thing. The, the kernel of truth is with the way that you present and your delivery, right? More so than with the specificity of the content. So let's take a, we're talking gun tubers. Let's take a gun tuber. And let's say that gun tuber wants to sprinkle in some tubey. Let's say the gun tuber wants to sprinkle in something with gun shops like we're talking about. They want to sprinkle in. Maybe they do mainly bolt-action rifles, but they want to sprinkle in some revolvers. They they do that with the same type or a similar feel and presentation of their existing content, first of all. That way it doesn't look foreign to anybody that's getting in. And, there's, and you stay within that same vein. Right, two A obviously is synonymous with gun tubers. We without the two A, we don't have the things to do gun tuber stuff with, um, or the freedoms to the uh, to do it. Um, and obviously, we need you know gun shops to get those things, and then you know all different types of firearms are included um, under that umbrella. So you have a certain amount of interest that somebody may have that they don't know they have, if that makes sense. But if you're off-putting right off the bat because they've landed on your channel and you've done bolt-action rifles and all of a sudden now it's a robber or all of a sudden now it's a video about a, you know, a gun shop, 
uh, or it's something about 2A, and it's a completely different format. The background's different. The production value is way out of whack. It just it looks foreign to them. Then that's going to be more off-putting, right? That's what's going to send up the alarm more than the content because the the specificity of the content because that content is is adjacent, right? And so the number one thing is to do that. The, the second thing is you you try things out in sections, right? So I'm putting out my, my bread and butter. My bread and butter here on you know on Clover Tack is shotguns, revolvers, bolt action. It is not tactical. It is not body armor. It is not the latest poly pistol. It is not AR-15s and AKs. It's just not. I've proven that over and over and over again with my analytics, right? However, um, I do other things because I enjoy mainly other things. So you'll see a video with an AR. You'll see a video about a local gun shop. I do the podcast, for example. But again, that's a totally separate vein. I've taken that and morphed that into a series. So instead of doing a video, right, with that company or whatever, it's like, hey, I'll bring them in. We'll talk about their company. We'll do it. This will be a podcast format. So that allows me more more lateral movement with that, right? So I'm doing something a little bit different with it. Um, but I also, the approach is also very similar because, you know, when I have those conversations on the podcast, oftentimes we talk about, you know, things like, and we have a lot of things in common. I've talked with, you know, Cody from Taurus, for example, a few weeks back. And, you know, he grew up in Texas. He grew up around lever guns and revolvers and things like that. So there's a way to kind of, you know, put all of that together. Um, we took, uh, with Manus, when I had them on, like, last week, we talked a little bit about using their uh, training equipment, which that's predominantly what I've used it for is archery. Why? Because that's something that as a passion of mine, I enjoy. And nobody is doing Mantis content with archery. They're doing Mantis content with an AR-15 or the latest greatest poly pistol, right? So there's, you, you want to try things, bang out for me, shotgun, revolver, you know, shotguns, revolver. Okay, let me do one thing here. Okay, let me do one thing here, right? Um, and it's interspersed within your bread and butter. That way, and it's all about being regular. That's the other thing. A lot of people don't understand. It's about consistency. Um, quality, especially if you've seen a lot of the newer channels coming in, people will often say the biggest mistake, I think, that new creators across the board make is they come in and they think they have to have the you know, $5,000 camera and the $1,200 lighting system and, you know, the you know $2,000 worth of microphone equipment and, you know, the Mac Pro, whatever, big expensive computer to edit on and all the software and all the other stuff. And the truth of the matter is you don't. You can still have production value on very rudimentary equipment, um, especially if you work on the delivery and the cam camera angles and just working with the things you've got to the best of your ability. Um, you could put out good enough content, plenty good enough content. And the newer creators are an example of this. We've seen newer creators come on in the last couple of years that have virtually blown up. Now, some of them have done it, in my opinion, the wrong way, and it's eventually going to bite them in the rear end if it's not already. 
Uh, but some of them are actually doing it what I would consider the right way. They're actually putting in the, the time and the effort and work uh, in the right places uh, as far as their, as far as the business, let's say, of their channel goes, right? So um, their production values are not through the freaking roof. They're not, and we'll pick on a couple of people, but bigger channels, you know, the, the like Demo Ranch, for example, or whatever, their production values are not that high. Right. Um, so what does that tell tell you when you look at things like that? Well, what that tells you or look at even big two A channels that's just sitting in front of literally sitting in front of the camera in a in their little room. Right. Um, they don't even have things interesting going on in the background. They don't have flashy overlays and things like that. Right. And they're doing well. Well, what that tells me is it's more important to have a decent production value. Audio being a big key. If you're roboting on your live stream, if your audio is crackly or there's noise in the background from a, you know being at SHOT Show or some event and you don't have ways to mitigate that and handle that, that will kill you. Audio is, is, is the biggest mistake you can make. So the number one thing is nailing down that audio. And then as long as your, your production is there, as long as the content itself is bringing some type of value, right? Somebody is able to extrapolate or get something out of what you're talking about or what you're showing. Um, your video quality itself or the way that you edit or whatever that means, graphic overlays and the fanciness, you can skimp on that. Um, and then once all that's in play, regularity is the key, right? So figure out, okay, I work a full-time job. I don't, but I'm just saying if this is you, I work a full-time job. You know, I can devote X number of hours a week to doing this, and that allows me to put out three pieces of content a month. Okay? Well, what I would suggest you do, and this is a conversation we had, is put out two, two, con two pieces of content released every other week, two pieces of content a month, and if you can get a third in, try to do that, and put that one in the bank so that if you go on vacation, if you get sick, if you end up having to work overtime at your job, whatever the, the case may be, you have a, a a bank, a reserve of some content that you can then utilize to keep that consistency, to keep that regularity. What I see all too often is people that they'll just drop videos as soon as they get them produced. Um and I do that pretty often myself, but I drop them as soon as they're produced on the day that they're supposed to drop. You know, um, that's lack of time management in, in my case and, and stuff like that. Sometimes I get behind and I literally film that day's video drop the day that I drop it. Um, it happens. I'm not able. I'm not able to get ahead for whatever reason. Of course, I've got multiple balls in the air that, that I juggle, unfortunately, but that's just the, the nature of it. But I see people that just, they drop it random. They, they literally, they'll drop a video today, a video tomorrow. They'll skip a day. They'll drop one. It'll be a week before they drop another one. It'll be, you know, figure out whatever schedule you want to go with. And I'll be honest with you. YouTube gives you metrics in order to play with that and try to figure out when the majority of your viewers are online watching content. That being said, um, I've played around with a lot of experimentation. 
that's another thing as a creator too. Don't be afraid to experiment. But I've played around with a lot of experimentation. And, you know, for me right now, I'm dropping on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and I really haven't seen a big difference. Um, Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm sorry. Um, and I really haven't seen a big difference. I've dropped on like Monday and Saturday before. You, I've you dropped mean you're on posting your videos to schedule on those days? Yes, they're publishing, right? That are going uh, public on those days, right? Um, and so, but I've played with, with varying days, and it honestly doesn't matter. It honestly does not matter as far as from a gun tuber's perspective. Now, why does that not matter? So, if I'm doing 2A, the latest bill, the latest court case, the latest whatever, that's time sensitive. And next week, a month from now, two months from now, odds are nobody cares, right? Um, however, the review on this particular thing, uh, review on this firearm, the review on this ammo, how to set up your reloading equipment, how to replace these grips or do this or that, right? That's all evergreen. And so even though it, you may not release that or publish that on the the most optimal day or time. Um, the thing is, that's evergreen. It has evergreen value, meaning that there could be a surge. All it would take is the firearm you used in that situation. Maybe it was how to install a set of grips. And because of your title, your tags, your thumbnails, your, your other things, um, it gets picked up on maybe that company that produces that drops a, a bomb on a new product that's coming out two years from now they come out with something that really catches fire well you're going to ride that way you will you will catch some traffic from that and uh, it'll start building on itself so um don't ever be that's another thing that i get with creators is they get they get so upset they'll, they'll call or, or whatever and they'll say i don't understand it i'm like okay what's up and they're like i've had Five videos in a row that have been, because YouTube, if you're not a creator, just so you know, in your studio, it'll show you one of 10 or five of 10 or however well it's doing for that particular time frame. And I'll go, I've had five in a row that for the first 48 hours have been one out of 10. And now this one is three out of 10. And I'm like, but it's evergreen content. It's like, it's, it's okay. You're not going to win. You're not going to hit. You're not going to get, you know, number one on every single video. And YouTube has even said as much. That particular feature of the studio that shows us creators that, um, they there is consideration. I know there has been. I think there's still a little bit of consideration with actually removing that feature, which I'm against. I don't want to remove that feature. I like it. But I am a grounded enough creator that I'm not defining my channel and the direction that I want to go and the video type of videos I want to do, I'm not basing that solely on that one metric of, oh, how many, you know, where does this rank out of the top 10 of my videos, right? Um, I know better than that. Younger creators, newer creators that, again, aren't educated enough on the creating process, all the tools available, the analytics, everything that goes into it, um, 
it, it's a real easy thing. It's right there on your studio when you when you log in, when you jump on, bam, this video, as soon as you upload it, you know, and publish it, bam, you know, it hits the first 30 minutes, first three hours, you know, uh, it'll give you, you know, those rankings. And so I get it that they look at it and they think that's the pinnacle of achievement. And honestly, it's not. Now, you probably got a bunch of questions that you know me. Once we get on creator stuff, I will ramble and rant for a while. So I'll stop, slow down, and catch my breath and let you go. Right on. Yeah, that worked out pretty good because, yeah, I wrote a whole bunch of them down. I started them. It looks like some other people put questions out there too, so which is awesome. So, again, we're, we're recording this live on Monday. Well, we record it live every weeknight. Uh, this is January or it's 7 11. You know that 7-Eleven doesn't give you a Slurpee no more? Now you have to go in and join their club. And they, Well, they used to give you a Slurpee in any size thing you brought in. Like you could bring in a bucket and they'd give you a bucket full of Slurpee, from what I understand. But Remember uh, when you wanted to go to a 3D movie? You had to go buy a Slurpee first to get the 3D glasses. Remember that? Oh, snap. I didn't know where you were going with that. And now I totally remember doing that like at least twice. I didn't like it. I never enjoyed it because I could wear glasses. So it was like... Yeah, they didn't make these for people with glasses or something. But I only did that, I think, twice. But you know, you're right. And you, I always thought that was clever because <laughs> some people. Well, you had to. Them. Well, you could get them at the theater, but you had to pay for them. Remember? But oh, I don't remember. You know, that was yeah. But like I said, I went Seven yeah. Eleven all the time. There was one like basically in my front yard, right. so I went Seven Eleven all the time. Some people never went to them. They hated them or whatever because you know there's other chains or whatever. Okay, so anyway, it's 7-Eleven. We're recording it tonight, and um, this isn't the first time Clover and I have been in live chat. So I figured no point in me interrupting you. I've put in a couple of notes out here. I'll hit those, uh, or I'll throw them at you, see what you say about them. And then uh, um, we, we'll get some of these others. I'm distracted. We'll get some of these others, uh, people's questions as well. Well, so, before, you, before, you, before you go on, just real quick. Yeah. Because this does say, you know, coaching, you know, for 2022. I do think 2022 is going to be a really good year for gun troopers. Uh, I want to, I want to put out a positive. Oh, that's message a really good and, way to start. Live on that because, because you know, we have done some work over the last couple of years. Um, it's definitely gotten better, um, and I think that it, it's it's a good year to be a gun trooper. I think it's going to be that way. Now, that being said, right now summertime, and there's an ebb and flow to the YouTube ecosystem and for gun tubers the summertime sucks but um for all of you but overall maybe, yeah maybe for somebody doing like a boat or skiing or you know water skiing well, or for something. gun for gun tubers on youtube the summertime yeah. typically well no sucks. for everybody i'm saying youtube does whenever every of the kids go to get office break or whatever for vacation that's when youtube does their updates so youtube basically gets all weird now because the entire internet, at least in my right. experience, the entire internet right. has this massive cycle all year. Obviously, right. Christmas is the big one. What's the other side of Christmas? July. So this is when everybody's not doing anything, and uh, or at least this time of year, like the end of spring, I guess. Anyhow, so yeah, this is sort of a normal cyclic thing. But I think but overall, it's going to be a great right. year. It's, it's no, going to be a, a, a good year. I don't want to say a great year, a good year on the platform. The potential is there for it to be an amazing freaking It's already year. been pretty good. It's already been better than the last couple of years so far. And the playing field is changing. Like, there's going to be people that are pointing out are going to just... Because remember, this totally. is all... People are... It's like a popularity contest for some folks. 
and that part is can come and go so the and you know in other words who sponsors who or whatever sponsors go where the eyeballs are and people that are doing the popularity thing uh, they better be really cutting edge with the popularity thing because somebody else can come along and be more popular because they're just more you know they're new yep. so um but that's a great way to uh, to to start i didn't even think of that <clears throat> with that question so my first thing was from before um and i didn't yep. really preface it but i'll let you kind of just start riffing because again i don't really have a script or nothing so uh but as far as somebody comes up to you and says i want to start a youtube channel and i guess it will depend on the person and that kind of thing i guess it'll really depend on if they're doing it for a business or if they really have a reason for it or not but as far as if there's a difference and maybe i'm just coming up with my own differences or my own answer but uh if someone comes up to you and says i want to start a youtube channel what is i'm gonna try to remember what i was trying to say here uh it, at what point if they just want to have fun instead of like you kind of mentioned some of the youtubers uh who are out there trying to coach how to youtube will either well i guess it's they're going to be either on the side of learn how to do stuff or outsource and get stuff done but either way they're like get professional stuff done i don't see too many of them say just start playing so if someone said i want to start a youtube channel maybe this is the way to say this if i want to start a youtube channel and i just want to screw around i just want to fart around see what it's like Do it. maybe if i like it or not is that going to harm their channel in the big picture no if they start out that way no no so now, there's no no foul in 2020 will it will, it will get to a, riding around and being a yahoo right right it will get to a point to where it can this is where you see um, it's where you see a lot of channels eventually become stagnant. Uh, you see that where people fight and fight and fight and, you know, they get up to a thousand and then they move slow and then they fight and fight and fight. And they get up to something else and they move, you know, um, it happens. You see people that go backwards sometimes. It's because they're just playing around. They're just having fun and they really hit on something that they could grow their channel with. And it's something that they don't really want to do. It's like they were just goofing off and or can't like, yeah, I don't want to, like or they, they can't replicate it. Yeah. They made fun of hurt, a news story and it's gone. Like they just can't. And it, and it hurts their, their channel because they gain a bunch of subs and views and everything off of that. And then they, they're not able to replicate it or they don't want to, or whatever the case may be. And more, more often you're right. It's that they can't do it. Right. Uh, because if they, and they if they were frustrated or. Yep. what's it's 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 frustrating because i know a couple of people that have had one hit wonders or whatever you want to say like something they were just playing around and it got caught by the wind and everybody saw it and then a bunch of people come in going okay where's the rest of this buffet right you know like i'm looking right. for the rest of this and it's like oh that was so, just one thing i did so not not being not being rude here but i think that if you're just in it i'm just doing it to have fun then you don't need my help. Like I, 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 there's people that are are legit trying. They're putting time and energy and money. Well, no, but the full learning and educating and all of this. Way. Like, like if you're just goofing off, like no, no, but the full if you're goofing off and you get to a point that, that you, way. right? No, absolutely. What I'm saying though is, don't, don't take and and I'll give my time to anybody. You know that. Don't take up my time if you're just goofing off. 
at what point you decide that you want to get a little more serious about it. I'm here. And like I said, I don't turn away anybody. So, you know, at that point, hit me up or, you know, any of the other gurus or anything, but don't waste your time. Don't waste well, your time trying people. to get coaching. I don't help everybody. Well, you know what I'm saying? Don't, no, don't waste your, I'm just saying, don't waste your time as a, as a new creator, just doing it for fun. If that's truly what you're doing, then, and be honest, you got to be honest with yourself. Some cre new creators are not honest with themselves. They'll say that they're just doing it for fun, but they're not secretly underlying whatever. It's like they really want to make a go out of this. And if that's your mentality, in 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 that's don't don't be a poser about it. You know, say hey, I want to make a go out of this, and then get out there and get educated and learn and and get some coaching and some other things and and run with it, right? Um, but yeah, at the point, you know, if you are just doing it for fun, then don't worry about any of that. Just get content up and experiment, like I said earlier, and you know, try to find a, a lane or, or a rhythm or whatever that you enjoy doing that you can bring value. Again, that's really important, something that you can bring value. And you don't have to be an expert to bring value. Understand that. We've seen a, a, a rise in the GunTuber space of first-time firearm owners that have turned on a camera and they are not the pinnacle of you know of knowledge when it comes to the gun world but no, people a enjoy bunch of their adult new people talking to each other about people the enjoy new their thing journey that they out. right people enjoy their journey and there's stuff that even like you and i long-time firearm owners can learn from watching some of their content you're like oh, oh yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realize that new people i didn't realize new people seen it that way or they understood something this way or that way and so even we can learn from oh, literally like everything in fact it, it, it's more it's rare that new people or anybody new not just new people anybody who is not a long-time gun owner people that didn't go to gun shows back in the day it's rare that they ever or, you know, see things the same way. You know what I mean? Like recognize things as being long time tropes and you know, just yeah. all kinds of stuff. But, um, so yeah, see, seeing the new gun owners is, is sort of what's one of the, another, yet another reason why second amendment and gun stuff is so fascinating because while the guns are there, the people that pick them up and use them are doing it in different ways for different reasons with different intentions and like with different style and, and you know all of everything it's it's awesome it's just it's completely different it's like paintbrushes or cooking you know what i mean like it, it, there's nothing about the cooking in the united states that's traditional 100 percent from whatever country i mean except for maybe somebody who specifically attempts to just do something you know what i mean like everything right. melts and blends together and it becomes hybrids all right so that was uh mainly though just to kind of clarify uh so that today in 2022 it's not as though by doing something in a direction or being just not focused that you're going to irreversibly destroy a channel where you'd have to start all over or be better off to start all over and i don't have to get all into that again so the next one you kind of mentioned at the end there but uh as you were saying something before about being specific or not or being specific about different things or you know we were talking about when i said do both um what about if someone's thing is they don't know what their thing is and they just dig into like literally everything they're into, you know, the, the whole sporting store, like the whole sporting goods store. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm into kayaking and I go fishing and so, 
camping and all this, and then just start right. throwing it out there, kind of shotgun yeah. effect, so to speak. Well, let's let's broaden it even more with the scenario. Let's say you legit don't know, right? You own four by fours or quads. Um, you know, you're you're big into outdoor stuff, but it encompasses firearms and archery and off road and fishing and hiking and you know, maybe you're also into gaming and maybe you're into this, and maybe you're into that, right? Maybe you're into woodworking as well, right? Maybe you have a bunch of different things that you enjoy and that's your hobby. So what I would try to do is when I, when I put that channel together initially, the branding, right? Meaning your channel name, your avatar, your art, artwork, um, you know, your thumbnail designs, some of those things. Um, I would be thinking about some type of a broader catch-all because it, it's going to be easier to narrow down, right, to niche down later on as you move forward than it is to try to expand, right? A carved, much, wooden, a carved wooden gun from one of the video games you play. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, it's going to be easier to, to do that. So let's say that, let's take your scenario where, okay, you you're, you fish and you hunt and you, you know, go to the range and whatever, right? Well, right. brand it as an outdoor channel, right? And brand it as all of that and cover all of that different type of stuff. Um, and like then if you see... You. Perfect. Perfect name for a channel. Yeah, right. Right. And then if you... Um, gear dash report or guns and gadgets yeah so if and then if you see that oh well you know i really like the firearm side of things i really like you know um you know that oh it's really this this is really giving me the best return i really enjoy doing this content more that sort of stuff right um then you can focus more on that you can channel name you can change some banner art you can change some things around right um, and start narrowing, dialing that in. And it's not that you can't do other things again every now and then, but you can dial that bread and butter in a little later on. So, um, yeah, I don't. And if you I don't only do a, like gun book reviews, but you're digging, a, you know, going on four by four trips, but you well, can't. No, you can do your four. You can do your book review at the top of some rock that you rock climbed up to. What? What you can't do, and you can learn this from a. You can learn this from watching a lot of different live streams that kick on and i'm not just talking about gun tubers or whatever uh but they'll kick on a live stream and they'll go i don't got no topic for tonight uh what are we going to talk about out there uh don't approach your channel that way um you know don't in other words don't start a channel and make videos where you're asking people what they want to see right give them things to see and then by the data determine if you know people like this or that more than something else and then run with that lane if that's a lane you're willing to run with because you can't give people too many options i had this conversation with a creator recently about their store they were wanting to set up their store and they were like you know they're like well you know i got all these designs and then i got all these different shirts and i'm like look here's what you do if you if if I go walk into a store, if I walk into a, I walk into a gun store, right? Um, and I'm not necessarily looking for any particular thing, right? Um, and there is everything under the sun there. Um, how likely am I to walk out with something, right? As opposed to there may only be 
you know, maybe there's 300 guns in that store, right? And I've got the money to buy a gun. And it's like, hey, I've been thinking about getting another gun, but I'm not really sure what. And I go in there and I look at 50 different guns and it's like, meh. As opposed to walking in there and maybe they've got, you know, it's a little shop and maybe they've got 10 guns, right? There's a much smaller sample there. So, you know, don't overwhelm somebody with choices. Make their make their choices a little bit a little bit simpler. Um, you know, there's only so many items on a menu when you go, and that's where they talk about secret menus at restaurants and things, right? And we all know that type of thing exists, but the menu itself does not have, you know, just everything under the sun. It's a, you know, big, huge, good Lord, it'd take up the entire restaurant to have the menu, right? Um, they well, don't, but, they don't do that and, and they don't do that on purpose. Well, they specialize, but for lots of strategies and whatever, but the sporting, like, you know, what I'm trying to think of, what's the name of the big sporting goods store anymore? You know, the big sporting goods stores, uh, Academy still exists where they put everything, in, you know, on the one row. But, um, what's true is all I'm, one, I'm talking about under one, under one roof is, is one thing. Um, but having it mismatched in the same section is something totally different. Well, that's true too. But even when I'm saying that, put so one, of, one of everything, like maybe two of everything if you're lucky. And if you're, it's an right. insane amount of choice, it's three of everything, but it's almost always one of everything. So here's the one thing we have. Here's the one other thing we have, but we have one of everything. So we got everything you need. Well, you've got everything that I could use but it's not necessarily the one i'm looking for but so there's that thing right like if you get too much variety then the variety itself can be an element that every you know that's useful makes it a superstore but on the other hand if someone's looking for a bakery and they want 16 different kinds of cheese cares if it's cheap you yeah your cheese is cheaper but it's one kind of cheese all right, so maybe this is the same thing, and I didn't want to cut in too or earlier with this one, but um, yeah. this is sort of a probably should have started the thing out, but if anybody's listening this far in, they give a shit about this. So um, who do you build a channel for? For the humans out there that are watching the channel, right? The other human beings and their brains and their eyeballs and their actions that are going to be made by watching your video. By For the loggy rhythms, that Al Gore made up that you know determine how your video is going to do so that ultimately humans will see it. But you know you got to do you got to play to all all of these things and more. So I'm wondering. I guess the real question is, which of these do you emphasize? So you got the loggy rhythms yeah, where you know where you, you know you, yeah. you, you can. I'm trying to explain it for people. So you've got the logarithms, which is like your hooks. That's your catches. That's your ability to get out there. So that's got to be an element. I mean, you can you can make things without it, but then you have to then you have to depend on other people delivering it. But if you get some hooks in there, now it gets delivered. It gets stuck to stuff. You know, it, it gets a, a you know it gets included. the The hooks allow it to be part of the the chain or whatever the way the internet works. So, you know, you have when in other words, if things are trending, you you do trending stuff. That's the hook. I mean, it's not the perfect one because it's kind of a useless hook, but that's a hook. Uh, scheduling, you know, so in other words, you've got a grand plan. So are you scheduling to that plan? Uh, do you schedule because every Tuesday is when, you know, you feel like that's a good time. Like people are going to be doing this on Wednesday. So I'm going to make my video before or after that. 
Um, or like I said, do you have a, a big plan for your channel? And I need to get this stuff done in order to get to that level. I'd want to do, let's say, I want to uh, go to gun shops and do reviews. So I need to post those kind of videos. I can't just wish about it. You know, I need to start posting some of those and doing those. Or I want to go to uh, do this. And so I better start getting stuff out there to do that. Like, you know, you got to, the steps, I guess, the incremental steps to the uh, bigger projects. Where do you where do you emphasize those? And if there's a fifth element or another element that I'm missing, oh, there's tons of elements. There's tons of elements. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's a lot where to, to prioritize or which emphasis. There's a there's a lot to unpack there. Um, so let's start with I think what's easy, right? Um, and that's when we're when we talk about the real person viewing your content versus computers and algorithms and things, right? Um. So, in the sense of YouTube, okay, um, even the algorithms are viewer data driven. There's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do as a creator, um, short of creating content that viewers want to see. Um, there's not a whole lot of way to game the system on YouTube anymore. Um, once, but in the big picture, of, you can anticipate what people are gonna. I, I, yes, right. Well, Lay some nets. You can, right? But that's that's playing trends. That's looking for things. That's hot products that are coming out. Let's say in the GunTuber world. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But you're well, playing you, to I the. Think, I think of it more like if you're watching somebody play whack a mole. You know, you don't have to necessarily try to hit every mole, but if you, it's just hung out by the one hole or two holes, there's a mole every once in a while. Right. But here's the thing: started. if you, if you, if you're, if you're looking at trends, if you're, if you're looking at your channel, uh, for example, you've experimented, you played around, you see that one type of video does a little better than the others, right? It's probably which lane you're you're going to want to get in. Figure out. Um, why that is and you get into a really complex thing of, of the analytics and, and youtube gives you great tools and there's also plugins and stuff out there to be able to really deep dive if you want to but at the end of the day um again the the video experience on youtube and if you don't believe me start curate curating your youtube homepage. you've got the three little dots the burger whatever you want to call it you click on and you can tell it to watch later on stuff you know that you may not have time to watch right now um you can tell it don't show me this anymore you can tell it to show me more of this you can do all kinds of things right start curating that and playing with that you and you'll learn about up here yeah up at the top left um i would have to go to a page and see that's not near big enough for me to be able to see it unfortunately oh okay okay but but uh, yeah, there's you can click around on there and it'll it'll do all kinds of things. So um, as you click on certain things to watch them, as it suggests other things, and you click on those to watch, um, YouTube starts building up and says, "Hey, this person likes this type of content, and they watch an average of this long, so we're going to put this size of video in front of them and all of that." So when you're experimenting, there's all types of experimentation. The first thing I would say is getting the click, and that's 100% your thumbnail, right? Title to an extent, a little bit. Title needs to be a little bit catchy to draw the eye to, but mainly the thumbnail. Um, the time doesn't need to be overwhelming, right? But 
you'll find that oftentimes you'll get away with a little bit more. I've been doing um, a little bit longer videos the last several videos, and I'm doing just as good. And we're in a slow time right now, which is which is weird. So again, the experimentation is not bad, but YouTube picks up on all these triggers of what the viewer is watching, and they place content um, according to those triggers. So it's it's a combination. It's a it's unholy marriage, if you will, of both when it comes to YouTube. Now, outside of YouTube, that's when you get into Google. And with that, um, especially with GunTuber-related content, especially with GunTuber-related content that is a review or a how-to or something along those lines, um, tags are irrelevant in YouTube. They're completely irrelevant. But I tell people all the time, you've got to try to walk a fine line, GunTubers do, um, with your titles because you can do really great on YouTube like did this gun blow up you know or something crazy like that right as a title and on YouTube you can do really well however outside of YouTube when all of the the machines and the you know crawlers and the AI are looking at things they're not a human watching your video and they don't they are not encompassing all of the viewer-driven data that YouTube is and making a decision on what videos to put in front of somebody. It's raw data. It's literally words on a screen and metadata or code and stuff, right? Um, so it's looking at titles. It's looking at tags. It's looking at things like that. Um, and when it does, and you've got a title like that, and it doesn't have the name of the firearm, for example, right? The name of the firearm being in the title could play to search engines and it could help generate outside traffic, which then sparks traffic within YouTube. So again, I go back to this idea that when you say which one is more important, ultimately is putting out content um, that people are going to want to watch. And they're going to want to watch because they get some kind of value out of it. Now, for outside of the GunTuber world, and even to an extent, some of it inside the GunTuber world, it's entertainment. They watch it for sheer entertainment. Um, but a lot of gun tubers, and I kind of put myself in this class that, you know, a lot of what I do is educational and informational in some way, right? Um, and that's where I try to drive the values. Like somebody may be wondering, you know, before you make a video, ask yourself what questions are somebody potentially asking along the lines of this. So if I'm going to put out a video on this shotgun, what questions may people be asking about the shotgun, right? And then I can provide a value by answering, trying to address or answer one or more of those questions. Uh, but ultimately, I say you focus on the viewer. You focus on the real person. Uh, and then once you do that, I think, I think everything else, even without you trying, everything else can fall into place. Right on. That's a pretty good answer, considering I just threw that one at you out of nowhere. So uh, that one, I think, could probably be a neat panel discussion type of question for a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, KD coaches a bunch of people, um, and it'd be interesting to hear a couple of, I don't know, I'm trying to think of who else like does online coaching. Right. Go ahead. What were you so, well, no, there was, there was a lot, you know, I, that was just a part of what you were talking about, you kind of, you kind of ghosted me with kind of multiple things. So, you know, I wanted to hit on that for sure, because. Well, I threw all those all elements in there to but, ask about like another what thing. Thinking, but yeah. 
well, you were asking about goals and you got into a little bit with timing on video drop, that sort of thing. I know Snaggy out there was asking some questions along those lines too, out there in the mm -hmm. live chat. Yeah, right. um, so I talked a little bit about dropping days and times, right? Um, as far as the U.S., gun stuff is going to be, gun tuber stuff is going to be, the vast majority is going to be United States. The vast majority is going to be males. Um, the vast majority of males probably work. Um, and if you look at your, that your age demographics and other things, uh, and they work inside the U S. So I try to go, remember that we have a West coast, we have a Pacific time. <laughs> um, and you know, try to release. That's not too early specific time, Pacific time. Um, either one of two, go one of two ways, either where it's not too early Pacific time or it's not too late eastern time meaning if you're going to release in a in a morning scenario uh, or maybe somebody's drinking their morning coffee or whatever the case may be make sure you don't wait till say 10 o'clock eastern because people are at work right um so and on the same flip with the west coast if you're going to release later in the day you know maybe wait till at least after school hours four or five o'clock something like that pacific time um typically and typically during the week because again you get into the summer scenario for gun tubers that and and all of youtube as g webs pointed out earlier really um where the summer tends to drop off just because of audience online they're out doing other things weekends that happens as well right you get the weekend that, that comes well, and they they go and they they do things so, so sometimes of views are kids when they're at school being bored or between classes and just throwing could be too but i i yeah. But there's not a ton of kids at school. There's are probably not on mom and dad's account. And if not, that's going to show up in the age demographics probably. Um, well, for us, yeah. But I'm on in, in general. So, yeah. yeah. Just more traffic on the internet when right. kids are so, school having So there's that. not, with gun tubers, I don't think there's a perfect time. I think that's all subject to the channel and. You know, it would be a case where, hey, let's get together and, and try to deep dive some analytics and see if we can figure it out if you haven't experimented and already figured it out. Second thing is you talked about goals, about channel goals. So might have morphed over the over the years. And I think every channel, their goals evolve as their channel evolves. Um, I am. Mine is more of a building connections and network and that angle than it is i want a million subscribers some channels have that goal of having a million subscribers some channels say well i just want to be able to you know build a community around this particular portion of the firearm industry or the firearm community or the 2a community or whatever it might be right that's their goal so um, that's something that you, you definitely want to, I don't think you've got to be cognizant of that and, or necessarily worrying about that when you first start a channel. But I think that kind of goes to your, your role as being able to provide a value. Uh, I think that kind of ties into, and we talked about that earlier, of course, but I think that that ties into your goals just a little bit. So, so where you're wanting to go does 
affect your end game, your your goals does affect which way you're going to try to get there, without a doubt. Um, and unfortunately, you know, this is the problem. This is why when somebody reaches out to me and it's through an email, it's through a social media DM, and they're trying to explain something, and I'm like, just please just call me because your situation is going to be different than the guy I talked to or the, the chick I talked to three hours ago about their channel. Um, you know, it's, we all do things differently. We all have different goals. We all have a different time schedule. We all have all these different things. And, you know, are there, we've talked about it before about their, you know, the recipes, right? This is what big gurus want to say is here's the recipe. If you follow all of these, you'll blow up and have a huge channel. Well, eh, not really. I can give you some eggs and flour and milk and, and I can give you all the ingredients you need, right? That doesn't mean you're going to bake a killer cake. Um, and on the same token, I can give you the recipe, but that doesn't mean you're going to go buy the right ingredients, the right, you know, quality of flour or eggs or whatever. Maybe you buy some rotten eggs and some collaborative milk. Well, you're not going to bake a good cake, right? And you had the recipe. So it's no guarantee. Um, go ahead. Actually, I was just, I didn't want to interrupt you there unless you're, I mean, we're hitting an hour, but I don't care. I mean, unless you are... I'm good for a little while longer if there was still, if you still had questions. or, or I still got some starred, and then we'll see the yeah. ones that showed up when people, yeah. we haven't even hit the ones that people have asked in between the ones I starred or whatever here. So in other words, I'm watching, I as we were chatting, I've been making some notes, and then I use the little star feature to denote which comments I wanted to go back yeah, and read. That was a great feature that they added, by the way. Yeah. I was going to say something a minute ago about YouTube because I know my newsletter, when I send it out, I can say just send it out at 3 p.m. period. And then it goes out at 3 p.m. for Eastern. Then a little while later, it goes 3 p.m. for whoever. A little while later, it goes 3 p.m. So everybody gets it at 3 p.m. Yeah, it not that way on YouTube, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can't do it on YouTube that way because it would just go live. But I wished it did, but it don't. Well, the thing is you could do it, though. Like in eBay, you can do that. Like you can do it. It's just a matter of the video will be there. It just will go live in front of people at 3 p.m. So that way you don't have to worry about that. You know, it's like that straight line on a globe, right? You're always hitting it perfect for somebody a little early for somebody else and a little late for somebody else or some version of that. But nothing we can really do about that except wish about it or talk about it. I want to um, address, address Patriot out there. He's talking about you got to watch. I'll email him like a month and a half after you buy a shotgun. Um, Patreon messaging, dude, like be careful with that. So, um that and also YouTube comments. You got to be careful. I don't know how many times I don't get. I mean, it happens every day. I get multiple comments that I see that I never got a notification for. So I just got one from Jenny from May. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. I mean, she was there. I just don't yeah. ever go to this one folder where all these people who, because unfortunately, it's where everybody Again, weird, it, it, weird stuff, right? And I, I didn't know it was in there. You know, it goes back to, you know, I don't, I don't shy away. I mean, if it's something that's, you know, important enough, call me. I'm not, uh, not that difficult to get a hold of. Email me and say, what's your number or whatever. Call me. Well, okay. So then what you were kind of talking about there at the end of the last statement, though, it gets to my next one. And that is, and now I forget what it was you were talking about at the time, but you just kind of mentioned it, the, alluded to the same kind of thing with the whole, you know, 
just because you know the recipe doesn't mean you know what kind of ingredients work best. And even if you know what kind of ingredients work best, doesn't mean you know the right little touch and finesse or whatever. Yep. So, and this is just a, in general, maybe. So just, but again, we're talking gun focused YouTube channels because, you know, I, I don't want to get off into other platforms or other types of YouTube channels, but definitely yeah. in this, but trying to apply this to that. Um, if, if someone came to you and said, I'm new, and I guess it might depend and feel free to throw in, you know, who it depends or how it depends. But would you start them off? Would you start somebody off who's new with a piece of sketch paper and a pencil or with the final tools, whatever that might be, like the Photoshop or the life-size oil canvas that's all prepped with like the fancy oil things and the little scrapers and the, the whatnot. Because if you're going to start and play, I can see the advantage of starting with just simple. Here's a piece of paper and a pen, scratch pad. So you can just right. don't even think about it and whip through. And I could right. also see, we'll start with the amazing tools. So you've got it. You've always known how to use these amazing tools. So you're not like, fumbling with amazing tools when you finally decide you're creative enough to use them. Right. So what do you tell people who are creating a channel? Do you so, go buy like Adobe no, or no. do you start with Windows stuff or do you start with a piece of paper or how do you, and I don't want to necessarily keep it to just software. I yeah, just no, I hear you. So I talked about, I, I talked about this earlier and maybe that's when you, when you started or wrote it down. Probably. When I, I said that, that people Probably. often overthink that they got to have all this stuff for, for production quality. Right. And you, and you really don't. Um, so what I would say is what I've said the entire time I've been encouraging people is just turn on the freaking camera. Right. You've got a camera in your pocket. Odds are a video camera, a very nice video camera odds in your pocket. Right. Turn it on. Uh, and go. Um, now, most creators, there's a even if you're playing around, um, most creators are going to get a little bit. Um, they're going to start seeing their faults and their flaws. We're our, we are our biggest critic, right? We look at our channels or we look at our content, uh, and you know, trolls aside, obviously trolls are going to troll, but you know we're we're generally hard on ourselves so you know i in your analogy just go with the sketch paper if that's all you have go with the sketch you know go with the sketch paper and then what is going to happen is you know they're going to just turn on the camera and then they're going to come back and they're going to go well this isn't working or i sure wish this was better or that was better and that's when we can start dipping a toe a little at a time, like, oh, well, you know, so, you know, what do you think, you know, about this or that? Well, I think, you're, you know, it's great, but you're working on a phone. You really probably should work on a better you know, way of doing thumbnails. You know, here's how you, you know, here's how you can do that. Here's some free software. You can do it online or, you know, you can download this, this little app and, you know, whatever the case may be. And if you really want to go out or get crazy, like you say, yeah, go get Photoshop, you know? Um, but, you know, same way with the microphone, it's like, you know, well, what do you, what do you want to do? If you're just getting started, literally pick up the phone, use the microphone you've got. If you're wearing earbuds, um, most earbuds designed for taking a phone call have a certain amount of noise cancellation built into them, even the cheap $10, $12 pairs of the, of the, um, of the earbuds. 
Um, and so, you know, they're going to be pretty decent. Now, if you get into Wanamaker, you know, Tulsa Arms Show, you get into SHOT Show, NRA, USCCA, some of these shows and crowded venues and stuff like that, you're probably going to want to start investing into some better microphones. Because, again, it's like I said earlier, audio is the most is the most important aspect of it, I, I think. And I think most people would agree. Um, it, it's horrible if you can't hear what somebody's saying. And so assuming that they're talking, right, uh, you can have well, a channel then you can have a channel, and there's plenty that just do video and then they play music or have on-screen well, text. Well, no, but that's the thing. You When you're doing audio, it's important that it be right. useful because it's the same yes. as taking pictures Correct. and having them be all blurry, right? Or and, writing and using a bunch of bad words or something. And to so, that right. point is film your stuff. Let's say that it's like, okay, well, my audio on my phone, my earbuds, whatever, I can't afford whatever for, you know, a microphone setup uh, that's going to work 70 or 80 bucks, let's say, minimum. I can't afford that, right? Okay, cool. I get you. Then film your content. This would be my suggestion in that, that particular case. It's kind of give me an idea where my mind's at on it. It's like, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, but we you need to improve your audio right you, you got to recognize that first and it's like okay recognize that let's do it so now that you know that you need to improve your audio well if you're sitting in your bedroom with the tv off and everything else and it's quiet and you talk into your phone it doesn't sound that bad so now film your content in a way that you can just do voiceover right um, and then you film your content, you go in your bedroom, you sit down with your phone and you talk into your phone. And then now you are able to edit all of that together and you've got decent audio and you haven't spent a dime. We take a second to say thanks to 2AEDU throwing five bucks at us while we're live here. The YouTube does have the feature of super chats, which is uh, people can throw real money through the YouTube platform and uh, much appreciated. It goes out pretty much the 20th of the following month or like the next 20th of the month. I don't remember actually. No. So go to this month or does it go to the next one? But whatever, it's pretty quick. So um, much appreciated. I was just driving up to Phoenix. So here's a little content creator life of a content creator. I'm going up there to take pictures, right? Bunch of weird guns and things. And I didn't know what caliber they were, so I got this cool little pill bottle that's full of all kinds of weird uh, calibers that I got at probably Wanamaker. And I'm bringing it up there so that I can get pictures with the crazy gun with these odd projectiles, right? Or rare projectiles. So I drive approximately 38 miles, and I know that because I looked at the speedometer and I'm making the calculations. 38 miles, it turned out to be 50 bucks in gas to go back 38 miles to get the dang bullets i forgot for an overall two-hour trip so it wasn't really that far it's just kind of like outside of tucson but it was outside of tucson and out of ways so an hour and 50 bucks extra 100 and something like 60 bucks in gas today to go up to phoenix be a dipshit go up to phoenix again well you know a quarter of the way to phoenix maybe and maybe an eighth of the way to Phoenix, but enough to be like, that would suck on a normal time. Like this time, it really bit. So anyway, thanks very much for that. Appreciate it. Um, 
I think Patriot's just saying when we were talking about having bad audio, I, we didn't lose audio. Yeah, he was. No, no, no. He was talking about, yeah. And for those that don't, yeah, those that don't know Patriot, he's visually challenged. So it makes total sense with that. Um, and, and to that point, let's, let's hit on that. Uh, thanks for that Patriot, by the way. Um, that can actually make you a better creator. Uh, there at one time Patriot in the dark, he had, you know, the, uh, blind challenge or something to where you field strip your firearm while you specifically talk about what you're doing while you do it. Um, and you're, so you're doing it. Yeah. And so having that mentality where I need to be as visually as, as verbally descript as possible um, can really help with people, not just those that may be visually impaired that are, I guess they would be listening to your videos, but, but same difference. Um, but maybe those that um, are also watching while they're doing something else, right? Um, or maybe they are not understanding what's being shown on the screen, but what's being shown in combination with you better explaining that verbally uh, could increase the, the, the value proposition. Um, there was something that that I wanted to hit on. Oh, when you were talking about the monetary cycle earlier, YouTube goes month to month. So you'll get paid on the 20th of next month or whatever happens this month. Okay. But pretty quick. It's not like it sits around for six months, like the t-shirts and stuff. Oh God. You know, it's you, every six months or quarter. Maybe ever. Well, it's basically whenever it accumulates $20 or something. So it might sit there for like, seven months well, and the, even then it's only ever quarter or something the one i use well that's they the thing yeah. it'll only yeah. do this much and when it's triggered right 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 so it's basically like out of nowhere it's like here's twenty dollars oh awesome from like a t-shirt or seven t-shirts that somebody got sometime in the last yeah. eight months okay from so like, uh yeah, a year ago you mentioned yeah. something about doing something and in kind of budgeting time and i thought as i was listening to that you know everybody's different obviously so oh, yeah. whatever you we're coming up with a scenario is obviously just a scenario or whatever, but you know, I think you came up with, if you got enough time to do three videos a month, then do two a month and have that backup. <clears throat> and then you kind of went on. So, right. Let's say Bank, that banking one, contents, what I call that. But yeah. Right. Right. But I mean, that, that pace, let's say that if you went with a video every other week, I was just going to add to that. I didn't want to disrupt what you're saying by mentioning, you know, interrupting or whatever but then you got to expect a rate of growth consemperate whatever the word is like you know equal to that amount of time that you're putting right. into it Correct. so don't expect like oh i'm putting in a couple of weeks and i see somebody over here who's super good at doing something or like did it a million times they're doing it twice a week why you know they're not apples and oranges right that's like uh yeah you know sometimes when you start out you got to put a lot of energy in to get yourself to a pace no, where you correct. can get to doing two or three a week. Uh, yes, I agree. Thank you for calling me on that because that totally makes sense. When you first start out, uh, just well, like I say. There's nothing wrong with starting out with two or three, but I'm just well, saying, just don't expect it to the, be, the, you know, oh, I'm going to catch wind after three months or something. Your, your focus, I think, um, and again, this is my opinion, and I have them, um, your focus when you're starting out should be to crank out as many as often as possible that you can consistently do it. So if you're able to get four a week, do four a week. Please do that many when you're starting out, um, especially in the gun tuber space, because having a big catalog and I'm a person that I'm not a big channel. 
but I've got a big catalog for the for a channel my size. I may have one of the biggest catalogs out there. I don't know, but it's got to be pushing two thousand videos, videos, podcasts, and other things at this point. Um, and mm. while I, most of that did not happen has not happened over the last couple of years. I've slowed my pace. But one of the reasons I've slowed my pace was to free up myself for other projects, like helping creators, which eats up a lot of my time, quite honestly, um, working on some of the other channels and projects and, and working on some 2A stuff, doing some other things um, that, I, that I do. Um, but having that big catalog um, makes a profound difference as far as, you know, views that come in off of search on a regular basis views that you know come in uh off of you know trending things that are you know happen to catch a trend at that particular time that's hooks in the water that are baited and ready to go and they're just sitting there you know so there's something to be said about being able to crank out uh you know more content when you start and then slow down a little later on um you know as opposed to doing it in the in the reverse a lot of people think about doing it in reverse they think oh well i'm gonna put out a video here and there and you know then as the channel grows i'll start doing more and my my philosophy in my opinion is you know crank out as most as you the most you can at, at first and there's also other things too keep in mind that you know we've got tools at our disposal now with youtube when we talk about creating content, we don't necessarily, not necessarily talking about a produced video. Um, we've got YouTube shorts. We've got live streams, which we're on now. Uh, and we've got the community tab, which doesn't even, have, it can just be a picture. It can be a poll. It can be a, you know, now you have to have 500 subscribers in order to, to unlock that feature. So there's a certain amount of growth that'll obviously have to take place. But, you know, you can fill in gaps with that. So again, when you're structuring and trying to figure out, okay, what's the regular pace that I want to want to be at, um, and you have a little extra time, well, maybe you go live once a week. You know, maybe you post the shorts. You know, a couple times a week. Twenty twenty two. Do you go live on a separate channel right off the bat? Throw you live on a start separate if channel. You're, if you're planning on um, I learned this the, the extremely hard way and, and gee, you've been around long enough to know I was going live like four nights a week. Um, yeah, if you're going to do the majority of your content a week is going to be live. It's way better off on a totally separate channel. Um, I could tell you that just the same way as if the majority of your content is going to be shorts, it's way better off on a totally separate channel. Um, what if as far as as far as starting as far as starting out, we all make mistakes. We all live and learn, uh, and that's one of my problems. Is I've that's I've learned through doing or doing wrong actually, uh, and that's one of the things that to this day I I can tell and know by analytics and other things that you know I was going live four nights a week, and if I was lucky, I was putting out one produced piece because i was going live four nights a week if i was lucky i was only putting out one piece of content a week you know and produce content and i got a skew and it's it's been tough to try to eventually i'll crawl back i think but it's been tough
I'm trying not to interrupt some type in my uh, project. Okay, so the next one is a big one. Do you schedule, and we kind of hit this one from a different angle, but this one is specifically, do you schedule your, your project, right? I'm guessing YouTube channel since that's what we're talking about, but maybe your videos or the content to your videos or something, right? But do you schedule based on uh, your goals for your channel or your life or whatever, you know, what you want to do with your project for a recipe, kind of the logarithm, or I mean the recipe meaning what works for other people or what you think should work or for the logarithm, like the mechanical, you know, this is for the analytics. I guess I should have said analytics. Versus there's a lot of, there's a lot of play in that field. Um, there really is. You really need to get in tune with your channel. The rhythm of your channel, your audience is very important, right? The viewers. We said this before that, you know, when you talk viewer versus algorithm, ultimately on YouTube, the algorithm is viewer driven. So focus on so the you're viewer, saying right? Start with something and then adjust so, and find a yeah. pace or find a schedule. Yeah. So one of the things I always, always have a list of probably why I talk about I'm always behind on creating content. I always have a list of at least 10 or 12 video concepts, video ideas, right? Um, and that's another thing that's very important. I don't want to go off on too big of a tangent, but it's having those concepts long before you press record. Uh, because that gives you time to think about those concepts and in a place you can see them, have it on a whiteboard, have it on, you know, a notepad that's mm -hmm. open or a file notebook or something there that you're looking at them on a regular basis. That way when you, you write them about down, them. right? That yeah. makes yeah. its whole different connection with the thing, it really right? Is. Yeah. It exists somewhere and you think about yeah. it, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you think about, oh, you know, I, I'm eventually need to do that video. And you think about certain ways to do that video. And as you think about that, you think about, okay, well, this type of thumbnail design, or I want to shoot from this kind of angle or, you know, different things you want to do for the production or whatever of that video. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but back to the talking about, you know, doing it. So what I do is I keep a, like I said, at least 10 or 12, you know, um, ideas and videos at any given time. That doesn't mean that I go down that list from one to 12 and I'm constantly erasing and adding, right? Cause I, okay, I got that one knocked out. I got this one knocked out, but now I've added five more, right? Video ideas or whatever. Right. So um, I play those that way. I, I don't have one thing. So, cause here's what would suck. Let me give you this scenario. So, I've got to get a video out, uh, let's say for Friday, right? Because that's my release, next release date. I got to get out a video for Friday, and I've got this one product here uh, that's, that, let's just say it's a muzzle brake for an AR 15, right? Um, and I know that my channel doesn't do that good with that. And, you know, I, you know, we've got, uh, you know, revolvers do well, shotguns do well, and, you know, but I've got this and I've got to get it out, right? So it's one of them, okay, we take one for the team. I know this probably isn't going to do well and I get it out, but I don't have to. If things have been going well and I've got these things on my board and granted, when you work with companies and you have certain deadlines, like they expect a piece of content, you know, four to six weeks or, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever was might have been agreed upon, which sometimes happens when you're working with the industry, um, then you have to, right? It's like you kept, it's got to face the music, thank you for the team and get it out. Uh, but ultimately, you've got a, 
a selection of video ideas and things that you can do um, so that the next one is kind of, you can kind of keep that in line maybe with what has been working. If something's been working and like, oh man, these shotguns have been working. Well, I've got five other shotgun videos on the board. Well, I'm not going to pick the AR muzzle break video to, to go film. I'm going like to film another shotgun video. And having all them tackle and you know what works then, but you know what works when it's raining and now it's raining and it's right. like whatever then. So I'm going to try this one except I'm going to wiggle it like that. Or, you know, right. I'm gonna, this and video so if I stand up yeah it. yeah and then if i let's say okay shotguns have done real good and so friday i drop a shotgun and it's like you know that really didn't do as well as it as i thought it was gonna do you know and then so maybe tuesday i drop the ar muzzle break video right because that rhythm that that flow that has has been going right that trend or whatever you want to call it it started to die off according to my analytics and what I'm looking at. And again, for every channel and, and the content you do is going to be different, but it's like, okay, that started to die off. Okay. Let's go ahead and throw this other one in there and see if doing something different. Right. And then I do that. And then maybe that one picks everything back up, you know, because people got tired of shotguns on the channel or people got tired of revolvers or people got tired of whatever it was. Right. And so this, it's a palate cleanser. It, instead of it, just all of a sudden shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. Oh, here's an AR muzzle break. It's like shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. And we're tired of shotgun. Oh, something different. It's an AR muzzle break. Right. So you can, you can time it sometimes if you have multiple ideas, but that's why you need to jot those down and keep those multiple video ideas. I like all of that, and I'm going to throw in there that it also lets you actually care about what you're doing, so it doesn't feel like a job. Like, oh, you know what? I feel like playing with my shotguns today. I got like six ideas for videos. Let me yeah, dig into exactly it does right mm -hmm. instead of like, oh, I got to do a shotgun video or whatever. Yeah, like I got, and there are times. There are times. I'm sure you've had it before in the past. G working with the industry and whatever, but there are times when I've gotten into a deadline, and it's like I've. You know, I've got to get this out. You know, I promised this company something and whatever. And so I've got to get it out. And, and you know, not that getting out on the range and shooting a gun is, is feels like work or it's a pain in their neck or rear end or anything like that necessarily. But for me, I hate editing, right? So it's like the filming and the shooting the guns and stuff is great. I That's fine. Other than maybe the 105 degree Texas heat or whatever it might be or you know, glitchy tech issues while I'm doing it. But, you know, once that's done, and I enjoy building thumbnails and stuff, but getting in here and editing, oh, I hate. That's almost, that's for me, that's almost work, period. So um, then no matter what I'm doing. So, so it really helps if I'm editing something that I enjoy whatever it was, right? So for me... If it's an AR muzzle break, I'm going to be less, way less thrilled about editing, which I'm already not thrilled about, um, right. than I would be otherwise. Yeah. Do you try to do your stuff then? Do you try to film so that you have less editing to do, basically? Like things that give you, know, you less? You know, a couple of things. That's a great question. And well, lately... I don't want to get into it because we're an hour and a half in. I'm just saying, well, but you do... Real, I was just real going to yeah. quickly going to say, yeah, I try to, right? I try to kind of standardized styles and my transitions and the different things that I do. I don't use a lot of variation um, for a couple of reasons. Number one is my, my style. Enough my st off the screen, like you're going to go from the same direction all the time. 
kind of, yeah. My that that keeps my style consistent, right? And that's something that we talked about earlier about you know for your channel. I mean, you can do different things if your style is like brand, right? right? It's kind of, kind of. Yeah. Um, but you know, one thing I've done that that uh, just real quick talking about the editing because I mean I hate it. Other people out there may too. Um, I found that it, it sounds counterproductive. But if anybody has watched the videos over the last few weeks, I've started to use double cameras, double camera angles. And you would think that it is an editing nightmare and like, oh, my God, now you're editing two film strips. And, oh, my God, you already hate editing and this is going to be horrible. But I've actually found a way in my software. And then this is a, it gives back to kind of learning the tools you're working with or whatever that it's actually easier for me to edit with two camera angles than it is one. And I know that may sound crazy, but maybe that's a tutorial I do on the Contuber Academy channel one day or something, but uh, it actually is. And it's two camera angles. So the production value to me anyway, it seems like the production value is a little bit more flashy. It's a little bit, um, you know, you get multiple angles. So, you know, the, the value maybe goes up a little more because people can see things from, different perspectives and in different directions well um, adding that element makes you aware of it so you start thinking about it and then you start thinking about where you're putting it and now right. you're talking because you know that other camera's there and it just yeah now when you edit yeah you figure out what a j and an l cut so now you start doing that stuff and people are like this is another level of production and i can't quite put my yep. finger on why yeah, and then there's and then there's little things too, like figuring out this was going to be a GunTuber Academy video, but one thing that screws me up so bad with editing and in post um, is when my lighting is horrible, and when you're shooting outdoors, when you're filming outdoors, I should say, because we're talking about GunTuber channels, so uh, when you're filming outdoors, um, lighting can be a pain, and especially if you've got double camera angles, multiple camera angles, so learning how to shade you know, your cameras and your different things like that, where your lighting is at least a little more consistent. Uh, that helps with a lot of the editing. You don't have to adjust colors and, and a lot of different things in, in post. All right. We're an hour and a half in. I don't want to cut it off, but I also don't want to make it go for seven hours or whatever. So I'm thinking there are some good questions. I'm going to say, let's speed round the ones that are not mine yeah. and the ones that are mine. I'm going to throw at you. So the next one is Speggy. So speed round it. What is the best time of day to drop a video? Best day of the week. I say um, Wednesday or Thursday, maybe Friday, about six to seven Eastern. I would say any weekday. Um, and then I would say, yes, I would agree. I would agree with you, but I would extrapolate out that honestly to any any weekday i think you're yeah and that's the thing it changes i think and it could and that's for like adult like you said dudes but it's i think it's just adults i don't try to go to just after dudes you know i try to go for anybody who likes guns but um it's different if you're going after somebody else for like on weekends and stuff i know instagram for some reason likes it weekends better yep people play around so my next one was let's say you got old content we all have old content this is 2022 there's new people nobody digs around looking at old stuff period no, like it doesn't happen maybe a yeah. robot does or a spider if you're lucky or that's a strategy people aren't using so do you repost your old videos like download it repost it you know fluff it up maybe repost it or 
leave it where it is and link to it, which is better, which is more effective or so question mark. Okay. So with old content, um, there is a case to be made analytically that mature content, content that's been on the channel a long time, um, is, uh, what, what is the phrasing? Um, gets a little more priority, um, is a little more volatile when it comes to triggering things if there's sudden movement on it. Um, you know, and we're talking about within reason. Obviously, if it gets two or three views, that's not going to be a big deal. But if all of a sudden this starts getting picked up in search, whatever the video was about or whatever, and there's hundreds of views a day or something like that, YouTube's going to trigger. It's going to push it out of thousands of more people uh, and potentially blow up and get more views. So um, utilize the community tab occasionally to push those old videos, uh, number one. Uh, number two, yes, share that out on other social media um, and forums and other things that you find where the topic of that may be relevant. Don't just spam your content, period. Do not do that. Uh, but if it's relevant, put it out there. Um, you know, if there's you've had a rash of, let's use shotgun, if you had a rash of shotgun videos doing good, uh, pick an old video, throw it on your community tab and say, hey, uh, you know, three years ago, we checked this one out. What do you think? I'm sorry about how horrible the production value was back then. You know, make fun of yourself. Be humble about it. A little, uh, what is it where you, where you, I don't know, wherever you make fun of yourself or whatever. But anyway, uh, do that. Um, so and another thing, and another thing that uh, I've come to do, and I think I've talked about this on the YouTube Academy channel and so much for rapid fire round, but um, is no, your, this one was rapid fire. Other your in screens. So your in screens, you can utilize that to push the old content that's relevant, right? So you will see, but you have to actively do that. So you have to go into the production of the video. I'm going to go out today and I'm going to shoot a video with this shotgun. Okay, I know I've got a video on a similar shotgun or maybe a shotgun of the same brand or whatever it might be, right? Or an older model um, that's a couple years old. So before I end this video, I say, hey, if you want to check out, you know, if you enjoyed this and you want to check out this video, uh, you know, check out this, the older model of this shotgun. I did a video a while back on that. And I'll link it right over here. And bam, there it is in the end card, right? Um, so you can utilize that or, you know, point to the corner like people do. You can put it in a card. Uh, end screens typically work a little better in cards. So that's another way you can push it too. But yeah, definitely push your old content. Yeah, if it's relevant. As opposed to pulling it and reposting it. Yeah, I would not repost it because like I said, as far as, I go what I've seen, and again, there's an argument to be made analytically for it. Maturity like of content matters, and if you pull it and re-upload, here's the other thing. Well, what if you did like a reaction video? Like you pull it, do a live reaction video, and you have a bunch of people on like a this, except with the thing, you know, and so everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you said that, or you're so... You know, that, that could be a fun way. That could be a fun way to do it. I don't know how into that your audience is going to be definitely yeah. something you want to experiment with because it could work for you. It's a great idea. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing on that idea by any means. Uh, that could be cool. My, my issue, 
my issue, I've got two issues when it comes to re-uploading. First of all is, like I said, the analytical case to be made that you're going to hurt yourself by killing the maturity on it by re-uploading, right? Um, the second case is you're talking about a video from two years ago where your production value and everything, quality, I don't want to say value, quality, your production quality and everything has probably evolved since then. And now you're going to introduce just uploaded and it's this old video and your intro is different or, you know, your lighting is different or it's a different kind of camera or your whatever the case may be. Right. And again, you get into that instead of a gradual, um, instead of a gradual improvement of your quality, all of a sudden people click that video and it's, it looks horrible compared to your current stuff, right? Um, I cringe, and even from videos a year ago, a lot of them, I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe I published that. You know, it's like I, I would be mortified if that's what I had to put out today, right? Again, we're, uh, we're our own harsh critic a lot of times. And so, but your idea of using that as a reaction or, you know, some type of a weekly thing or even a monthly thing where you're like, hey, let's go back and check out a, an old video. I did something similar tonight um, with what I do with now with a lawn chair pop, you know, uh, where I record myself shooting and then I lay in some pictures of the gun that the, the folks choose. And then we just go live. I play the video while we're talking and, you know, that sort of thing. So and people seem to enjoy that. So um now that we're talking about it, you may see in the next week or two or something. You may see, right. you may see you me try it. So. so let me flip over to add this back to the stream. In StreamYard, we got a tool where you can share a video, right? I can just flip a video over here. Yes, you can. Oh, you know what else you can do? You can put videos in this in this. Uh, brand thing over You're here. You're bound on the brand thing. First of all, you can't pause them and fast forward. No, no, but that's stuff. perfect. Because now, here's what you do. You know, you can put a whole nother, like I'm in Daily Gun Show. I can go up here and I can have all these different programs or different projects, right? So you start a project and it's the Clover Tech Choose Your Own Adventure. And then you film all these little pieces. And then <laughs> cool. depending on something, you click the next one and then it wouldn't be too hard to make them. There's some method or some strategy to make choose your own adventures lead into each other, right? So that That's it can true. be basically infinite. You're limited by you're limited by file size and stuff with those ones that you. Yeah, yeah, no, it would have to be little, but that's all you'd want for something. You know, it would drive people nuts if you had to watch like a half an hour thing all the time, right? I think. Yeah, but, but if anyway, you're gonna do you're gonna do reaction. You're gonna do reaction. If you're going to do reaction, you should be able to download that from your YouTube studio. It should download as an MP4. Uh, and then that's the file format that StreamYard uses to share a, a video file. So you should be able just to download that and then uh, go live on StreamYard, share it, do your thing. Yeah. yeah. For that kind, yeah. And you can pause, um, you know, people like, hey, did you hear what I said there? You can back it up, play it again and you know, whatever, you know, yeah. and it can be yeah, normal size. You can actually see it too. Yeah. True. Um, cause those other things are kind of small files. The only thing I learned tonight, which was frustrating to me, if you've got the video paused, the player deal where the buttons are at the pause and the play and the, all that volume and the slider, it covers the starred 
when you put a comment on the screen, it covers those, which is stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it does that. Um, Patriot was said earlier, I started off random, he means on his channel, I think, and then went to a schedule and now it seems I'm back to more random. And I'm sure they have in real life, you know, kids growing up and having more and less need of yep. your attention, right? Like all that stuff well, influences. I got frustrated last year, you know that, and I didn't put out any content for two or three I months. You know, because of the nine millimeter. Oh, we weren't supposed to talk yeah, about that one. Right, right. No, you remember. I, I, that's when I started the, the card channel, right? And, um, you know, I just wanted to do, I, I just, I, I needed a break. And we all do. And so sometimes when you um, think about, you know, sometimes when you're going along and you've got a schedule and something happens, instead of getting back into a cycle of going random, think about taking a break and then being able to come back doing what you did before. Um, and sometimes that's a little more beneficial than I ain't got time right now and I'm just going to go random. Like, if you could take a couple of months as a break and come back, I think it would be better on you sometimes than going random. Because people expect that. There's, there's, I, I've seen two big, huge channels this week, not gun tubers, but seen two big, huge channels this week that, you know, it's like, hey, we're taking a month off, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, see you in a month. I, I get it. I mean, it's just YouTube after all, right? And it's just, uh, projects, right? It's not, uh, well, I guess it can be more, but what we're talking about typically is people that are just contributing to a big conversation, right? Well, not a lot yeah. on the line. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, you hopefully people don't have a lot invested in it well, whether it's on the line, I guess. I think, I think first of all, the majority of people understand that, you know, everybody needs a break every now and then. First of all, they get that. Um, they understand things happen. Uh, and then the second thing is, it's not like there's not plenty of stuff to watch on YouTube. Let's be honest. Um, and so are they going to miss me for a month or two months while I'm gone? No, I'm not conceited enough to even think for a second they're going to. And if they enjoyed my content, as soon as I start uploading again, as long as it's not years later, you know, are they going to click and watch? Probably. So, you know, it ain't that big a deal. Just let people know that you're taking a break. You know, don't just disappear. I mean, how many times have we seen that happen that, you know, channels just fall off the face of the earth? And, you know, I wouldn't do that. But let people know, hey, I need a break. I got some things I got to do or life's getting hectic or whatever the case may be. And Well, I always use the analogy that uh, I'll use this one where um, how'd this go? I think it was a grandma was telling her other grandma friends about the new pistol she got. And then the granddaughter came in and saw that the granddaughter, the grandma's. We're talking about having a gun or whatever. So then somehow somebody at lunch was talking about something. And then the granddaughter talked about how her grandmothers were talking about having pistols and blah, blah, blah. And then the consequence of that is whoever might have overheard that in the lunchroom who might have thought knocking over grandmoms for Social Security money would have been an easy pickings is going to think twice about that. Like, there's no way to measure that, right? Like, did it happen once? Did it happen a zillion times? Like, there's somewhere in between, right? And and that's, I've used that before to suggest that gun ownership, being free to own guns in itself, causes less crime. 
because there's a lethal consequence, a potential lethal consequence for, for being violent. And that makes people less violent. And we know that because of all kinds of stuff. So I've used that before. So what I was going to use in this case is how do you even measure? You said you take a break. Whoever the you is taking a break. If you got six people watching your channel or if you got 60 people or even more than that, when you got more than that, I'll tell you it's less interesting. But when you got six people or 60, you don't know who those 60 people are for damn sure. Six or 16, you don't even know who those people are. So there might be a lawyer or some sort of person who doesn't, for whatever reason, doesn't want to chat, right? Some kind of whoever it is. I mean, I can think of a million different reasons, their occupation or their family life or their issues with tech, right? Think about just how many people have weird tech issues for some reason, right? Same way people have gun issues, people have tech issues. So these people are monitoring and aware, and you're that that person who gets through to them for somehow. How do you know who those people are? They're not going to tell you. What if it's that person with tech issues or blah, 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 right? Or maybe it's somebody who hates you. That happens all the freaking time, I'm sure. And they're never going to say nothing, right? So when you decide to take that month off yeah take month off but at the same time value your freaking voices uh the you know the gun community is a bunch of people hanging out with each other it isn't smith and wesson or colt right they just facilitate it they just give you something to chat about and worry about the grip angles of but it's the individuals having the conversation right the the wall is the mortar the bricks and stuff are important but you know you can still make it a big pile of mud if you needed to the bricks, the mortar gives it some, you know, makes it a wall quicker and maybe a little bit stronger or something. But, you know, what I'm saying the, the, the wall is all of it. And I'm trying to make a sloppy analogy of your past analogies. But I just wanted to put that out there that, you know, sure, take a break when you need it. But at the same time, I just hate to think because it's so easy to people to think, oh, it's futile. What I'm doing is pointless. Uh, even with, I guarantee you, when the, you, I know what it's like when you got a ton of attention and comments and stuff. There's times when you, comments are a massive burden and you get, you know, it's not uh, having a bunch of conversations. There's no way you could have enough conversations. Think about what it would be like with a thousand or sixteen hundred comments coming in today. Right. So what if it's 160 coming in a day? You're not answering those. What if it's 16 coming in a day? You can answer that for a little while, but realistically, 16 a day is going to swamp most people. Well, here's the thing. You're, even yeah. with 16 a day, you're not going to get the notification on all those. So unless you're actively going and checking things, you're not going to see them. Uh, and they're not going to pop up even in your in your studio. Here's the bad thing about not getting comments every single time some are notifications every single time somebody comments on an old video is they can do that and not only do you not get the notification but if you go into your studio there's currently no way to sort to be able to see that because the video is so old and it sorts by like most recent and then unanswered and that kind of crap boom here comes the next Rapid fire. I'm stealing that from Cape Gunworks. What's the area of interest in gun tubers that has the most potential? This comes from Smeggy. 2A stuff, new gun buyers looking for what to get, training, gunsmithing, or something else. So what area of interest 
uh, has the most potential. I'm assuming he means in 2022. 2A, mm -hmm. definitely not. New gun buyers looking for what to get. Maybe training, maybe gunsmithing. No. Uh, something else? So went off. I think if you talk about let's brag about what we got, that's a thing. And yeah. that's not looking for what to get. That's just bragging about it. And I think there's a lot of people because now the ranges aren't upset about people. You know, they kind of like it because it promotes the range, right? People are in uh, competition showing off their stuff. You know, that's cooler now yeah. than ever before. Easier. Show and, tail. and, Show and, and tail. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. So that question is going to depend on the goal, first of all, right? So what do you mean by potential, right? Get the most views, gain the most subs. Views and subs are not the same thing. 90-something percent of any channel worth of salt, 90-something percent of the views are people that are not subscribed, right? And so that tells me that that's two totally separate demographics in a way, right? They're looking for certain things. Their level of engagement is different, so forth and so on. So it's, it's a... It, so the and and I don't blame Smeggy. He's a snowman, and you know his. Of course, his his question is not going to be that specific, but um, yeah. It it to I would say there's there's always potential in two A stuff because you can be dramatic with that, right? So there's always potential there. Um, there's always potential. Well, let's go back back up a step. You were talking about the show and tell, um. There's potential with show and tell, I think, because of the amount of new firearm owners that are coming in, the amount of 2A wins that we've had, people paying attention to stuff, maybe becoming yep. a new firearm owner, looking into it, so forth and so on. So exactly. show and tell plays to the new firearm owner. Um, I think an untapped thing, and, and again, we got to get through the summer because it's a tough time. Once we get through the summer, we'll see if this all plays out. Uh, not just throughout the rest of 2022, but also into 23, the first part of 23. Because I look at the, the YouTube years for us, for GunTubers, to be fall, winter, <laughs> more than spring, summer. Um, you know, that's that's the half a year that we really got to look at is the late one year, early the next. Because you got shot, you got all these shows and different things. Um, so, um, yes, I think that, that things that cater to the, the newer firearm owners. Well, a lot of these newer firearm owners, this is a, a, a trend that I'm sort of seeing with my channel lately, um, is what did they, most of them come in for self-defense, right? They came in, they got the, the latest poly, whatever it is, the Canic, the Glock, the HK, the, the Paris G2 or 3 or 4 or whatever it is, some poly pistol, right? Um, they went to the range, They've seen the revolver their buddy over there has, or this guy over there has. It's all shiny and cool. They've seen this other thing, this other thing. And what has been pushed on us for so long, mainly because it's in the news so often, right? ARs, AKs, um, you know, pistol caliber carbines have been a huge thing for a long time because that's just in every magazine you see and everything else, the poly pistol flavors of the day, right? The things that you're not seeing reflected as much in advertising push and in, you know, po uh, popular culture, political culture, societal culture um, is some of the old school, the what I would call the FUD stuff, right? Um, 
And I think as people get out to the range and see this other things and they experience those, I think maybe they want to expand and extend their collection. Right. Um, I had this, this conversation, she's going to like this, but I did that revolver video that I put out some questions, um, uh, best, you know, best, who, whatever you thought your best revolver was. And then did a video on that. I had somebody said, you know, I'm looking for a nine millimeter revolver. I just can't find one. And I'm like, you know, I get it. I get wanting to share calibers. I understand nine millimeter aside, of course, G. I get wanting to share calibers, but you know, 30, 357 is a very common revolver that I'm sure vastly broadens your search for a revolver that you could probably find a pretty decent buy on one somewhere in 357, which would then allow you to shoot an iconic cartridge like the 357 or also even the 38 so while that doesn't uh, give you the, the caliber sharing opportunity you do have at least the opportunity of, of two different ammos being on the shelf being able to get one of those two if you could find it and then go to the range and, and have fun plus that expands your collection plus that expands uh, your experience and hands-on and everything else with another caliber. So it's like, that's one thing I addressed, I think, in that video was, you know, don't discount that opportunity, right? If, you, uh, if you've never experienced a revolver, well, I want one to share the nine. Well, why not? If you're going to expand your horizons, expand your horizons, right? I don't know how many, how, what they're paying you to be in the pocket of big or in the cylinder of big revolver. Right. But uh, I don't disagree with people are probably going to go to the range and rent. And I mean, you're either going to get bored or renting or you're going to, you know, oh, that one's not available or oh, then whatever. You know, now I'm going to rent that revolver instead or something. So that might happen. I'm not saying it won't. Plus, who it, name a gun person that doesn't know another gun person that has a bunch of guns. So. Uh, oh, you're a gun person now. Let me let's when are we going to the range and shooting each other's guns, right? Oh, you don't have any of these? Well, here, shoot them all, right? So that's going to start happening. And then you got ranges having classes yep. and uh, um, tournaments. And so even if they don't have something at the gun shop or the range doesn't have like a, a facility to do like a competition there, they might sponsor a, a stage at the outdoor range that does and you know so people are going to be be aware of things at a whole different level <clears throat> back in the olden days i mean i guess i must have known there was competition sports competition shooting sports but unless you were in them like if your parents were in them or something it's not like you could do nothing as a kid like oh i want to shoot competition shooting sports like okay shut up you also want a fire truck like who cares like it wasn't available but uh Nowadays, if, if you know what I mean, like if, if there's a demand for it, they'll make it available. And if it's available, you'll find it. And right. that that's that potential. Plus, these are adults getting into guns. So they have the, you know, the facilities and they can do what they want. So uh, I can't imagine. Well, that's the question is how many of them will uh, continue on. And then the big question will be how many of them continue on to find the first thing that they like, you know, competition, hunting, collecting. Oh, that's what I like to do. You know, whatever it is, maybe, you know, whatever. But is it going to be people? How many they, you know, how, how deep are people going to get? Because are they going to catch a bug? How cool would that be if all of a sudden everything 
like that you have that would I suspect if someone were to look in your collection of stuff, they'd go, hmm, because you got a bunch of weird stuff that I know of, like a bunch of weird 22s and stuff that you like, like that one, you have a bunch of 22 rifles of some sort. And people have all, like my guns, same thing. People would look at my guns and go, what? Like, is this a joke or something for some of mine? And, you know, because I got weird stuff. I like odd stuff or whatever. So um, the thing is, where we were able to collect that stuff for next to nothing, is it going to turn out that there's just so many new gun owners that now, boom, everything's collectible and all the strangest stuff that got overlooked before just because there's so many new gun owners who are experiencing and splurring around, you know, just the rule of so. numbers or whatever? I don't think so, at least not immediately. But I, I do think that plays We've into We've never Sniggies. experienced anything like this before. But I think that I think that plays into Sneggy's question, though, is just my point that I think you're going to be looking at people playing on the new all the new firearm owners you know the show and tell is the opportunity it's them expanding their horizons right um with what they're exposed to what they know is out there having i I can't tell you the number of people that comment on my 10 millimeter videos thinking that 10 millimeter is some new fad cartridge and it's like it's like it ain't gonna last it ain't gonna be around another 10 years and you're like uh you realize that it's been around for like four decades at this point right and they're like oh what and i'm like yeah I'm like go look it up <laughs> they're like wow i didn't know that I'm like yeah there you go and just little things like that there's definitely going to be a bunch of the new gun owners who don't have friends that are gun owners so they now are gun owners and now they're going to the barbecues and talking to people and some other friend of theirs is going to get a gun and now there are a couple of gun owners but yeah there are a lot of experiences like months deep and you know two calibers yeah. breath I and had, which is I fine everything wrong with that i'm just saying they're just going to come yeah. from that experience so they're well, just going to be experiencing things in a whole different way right and that happened you know that happened back in the day before the internet i can remember having a boss that i was talking about um uh, you know my dad's 45 uh revolver and he's like they don't make a 45 revolver you mean a 44 and i'm like no it's 45 dude and it's like they're like like a 1911 and i'm like yeah he's like well they don't make that that's a that's a semi-auto they don't like okay dude all right it's like it's a phase. You got you got to figure out calibers. You don't really think about that. There, well, I mean, people that are new don't know there's a billion, <laughs> like that there's right. a zillion calibers. Like, oh, well, guess right. what? There's a billion. Like, and especially not in an ammo shortage, right? Where they can't go to the store and see all the different stuff on the shelf. Well, that used to be Academy. Yeah, they think there's like thirteen calibers or something, right? That used to be the fun of going to gun shows and going to you know in in you know. You know, local gun shops, sporting goods stores that had like, you know, 300 Savage. And, you know, you're like, oh, Lord, what is that? You know, you'd open the box just to look, just to see what the heck it looked like. Because, like, I've never heard of that before, you know. But at least you would know it existed. Well, and you'd see it on those bullet boards, those bullet boards that they'd have. And then you yep, could be like, that's true. Oh, okay, yeah, hey, that's cool. Oh, I know what that one is. It's one of those. Yeah, those are awesome. Things. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or if, um, you've, if you've reloaded, I mean, I've reloaded since I was a teenager, so I've had access to obviously reloading manuals, which show all of that. And then you got books like Cartridges of the World and things like that. So, yeah, there's a ton of stuff out there. But anyway, uh, another 
rapid fire gunmetal says uh i need to engage with my youtube page from my pc my phone experience is limiting at least to me it is so in 2022 yes. you got to be fluent on both um, it's the phone is a powerful little dealie and it gives you the chance to interact uh in a minute here edu is going to say chatting people or connecting with the chats is good deal like it's, yep. it's your channel grow it certainly makes your channel it makes you authentic it makes you real like you're not just yes. some fake who's just going to show up and blah 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 and then leave but you either got to get into everybody's lives or you know what i mean like pay attention to a lot of stuff or just shake hands with a bunch of people or something but you know what i mean like at some point you're not keeping track of sixteen thousand people or whatever so um there are people that do everything on a phone um, so I'm saying the phone gives you the ability to get further than I could have ever done it. Because I used to sit down and yeah. I gave that yeah. task to people and they quit. Like they're like, screw this. I don't I'll leave doing any of this because I don't want to do that part of it because yeah. it was so horrible. But also filtering and blah, blah, blah. Like there's a lot of stuff that you could probably do with some of these third party apps and stuff once you start getting larger and larger. And then you can do things like say comments turned off go over to patreon or something or like you know if you really want to you know you can at me over here but guess what if you patreon me then we're talking or whatever and then there are people that are like hey super chat me and we'll talk right super well, chat me that's true too. yeah yeah but um, no i would i would agree that the, from my perspective the phone it's getting better as far as youtube goes uh, but you know the phone, phone is still it's limited app. on a it's limited from for me it's limited from the content creation side um limiting as far as but here's the thing here's the thing it's limiting for me on the content creation side simply because i have not invested the time it takes in the software and learning uh, and being able to see my phone and manipulate and all that kind of stuff as easily Uh, as i can on a pc i think i could probably yeah i could probably do the same thing on my phone if my vision was better, my dexterity and all nah. that was a little better, maybe, right? But I no. will say YouTube's gotten better, but still, when you're talking about third-party plugins to manage your channel, when you're talking about the YouTube studio in general, your analytics um, and channel management in general, um, the the phone, the mobile is not as up to speed as they're working on it, and it's it's getting there, but it's not as up to speed as the desktop. I would agree with that. Okay, yeah, I hear you there. Um, but I'm just saying for certain things, it's it's like, um, well, it gives it to you in your hand. So it depend, depends on your lifestyle too. Having it in your hand and you're at home all day, who cares? Having it in your hand and you're waiting in traffic all the time in an Uber, you know, then it's that's how some of these people have massive channels. Pro tip, some of these people are sitting in Ubers all day. They don't have nothing else to do. So they're creating massive, massive channels, you know, while they're waiting in other you know, while their Uber person is waiting in traffic for them. True. Yeah. Um, I know actually one dude who is able to do it while he's driving. Wink, wink. He knows who that is. Actually, about 10 people know who I'm talking about. Um, Smeggy, another quick one. Good questions. What kind of length does best? I'm going to say three minutes and then scoot because I got to uh, turn off a fan. So I'll give Clover a chance to I would say three to five minutes. So I, was co- I would say close. Yeah, I would hit it right in the middle. I was going to say four. Um, four, uh, that again is going to depend on your goals. So depending on the correct answer for that is whatever time it takes to get the information you need to get, the value you need to get 
uh, as efficiently as possible out to that viewer, right? So if, you, if you've got a video and it's going to be 10 minutes and it's just no matter how you edit it or say it or script it or do whatever, you cannot get it any quicker than 10 minutes uh, and get all of these 10 or 15 bullet points in and that kind of stuff, then 10 minutes is your number. Because dropping stuff, now dropping stuff that's not needed to the value proposition is one thing. Absolutely. Cut the fat without a doubt. Um, but dropping stuff that is is needed for that value proposition just for the sake of getting it down to four minutes is silly. Um, the other thing is if you can pre-plan, this is when I went back to you know having your whiteboard, having your notebook, having your whatever to keep your video concepts and ideas in. Having Being able to merge a couple of concepts or whatever the case may be, um, if you're looking at a goal of being able to get mid-roll ad, which can drastically increase um, ad revenue in, in certain situations, um, you know, that's at an eight minute mark, which is not still not too long for, you know, a lot of viewers out there. I'm not going to say most, but a lot. I mean, they can watch that at double speed, right? And still get the four minutes in of watch time. So, um, you know, as long as it needs to be to get the value proposition out, that's my, that's the correct answer. But to agree with G, four minutes seems to be the attention span. Next one was from me there that you were saying something about uh, analytics before. And I say, I want to interrupt uh -huh. you. So it was, um, and I was going to say though, that while YouTube may not be paying attention to like tags and in percentage of tags versus relevant keywords versus title and then description uh -huh. link, all that stuff like it used to. Yeah. The other platforms are basically like little toy monkeys playing symbols compared to google i mean they're nothing yeah. so playing with those uh rankings and stuff potential there waste of time uh good practice uh why not because why not dig to the top like others have done you know just it's playing a, with them? yeah it's a so first of all the back-end analytic capability on every other platform we're talking video platform let's narrow this down so we're not talking about Instagram or Facebook, social media junk. Let's talk strictly video platforms. Um, it, the analytic back end, I don't know of anything that's even remotely close. And I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, um, I'm saying it's to, a robot. To giving the analytic, to giving the analytic data to the, to the creator um, that they, that they need in order to be able to, to, bob and weave and, and change directions and make make decisions that they need to make the only analytics you're getting is what's in your face that the average viewer is going to see which is your your subscriber or follower account and the views right that's it um so that's disappointing um to the idea of seo and tags and and things like that and things being searchable i'm on a bunch of different alt platforms uh, I do upload to the vast majority of them on a fairly regular basis. Um, I do add tags. I have played around with search capability. They're disappointing in so many ways. Uh, that's why a, a lot of my eggs and a lot of my, you know, as far as time and everything else been put, put into learning YouTube and trying to work with YouTube and make the ecosystem here as, as hospitable as it can be um, is because there's just, they're, they're it's just not there on any other platforms. Now, is, is there a little bit of traffic? Yeah. 
I mean, for a video that I get thousands of views on on YouTube, can I get dozens or if I'm lucky, hundreds on some other platform? Yeah. And that's we should not discount that. You know, G was pointing out earlier that the six people watching, the 16 people watching, the 60, the the hundred, the 1600, the whatever, you know, think about that in terms of being in front of a room of people or yes. a stadium or however big that is and putting on a presentation. That's a lot of freaking people. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate. Even if you're in, you know, I told this to all creators, big and small, if you get 10 views, I mean, have you ever given a stood and, and talked to 10 people? And give a presentation or 20 or 30 i mean that's a big yeah. deal so if you, you know your video in the parking lot would 10 people walk over and start watching it right right so that's a big deal so you know be proud of yourself for that understand the reality of that's a person um so i'm not discounting from that angle but i'm discounting it for the you know for the time that you spend and you know getting things done in the description and the thumbnail and the you know the few minutes it takes you know, as compared to the few minutes it takes, let's be honest, on YouTube, um, and you get so much more. It's just it just speaks to how vast and technically evolved and everything else the 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 YouTube platform is. Um, and will other, you know, technology gets better every day. Will it, will those platforms eventually evolve and have backend analytics and, and be better? It's possible. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's pl- I should not say not just possible, it's plausible um, that they get that way. So um, that's why it's important to to be there is because even though you may only be getting a few dozen views, I mean, that's a few dozen people that are, you know, enjoying your stuff and you're, you're providing value to. So go for it. So I tend to disagree on that, but I'm not debating you i mean i I just think it's worth putting all that in there because of my old internet days and i think of the future and somebody's shoving something in a database even if it's an ai doing it really quick in the future and i'm going to give them as much as they can because why not i want to be first for that robot ai when they find something i'm all about being there yeah i just i just think they've got all they've got a long if it was worth it not whether or not you're going to do it and whether or not even if it's not worth it it's worth it it's worth it, especially if it's a platform that allows an import. I'll say that. If you could drop a link and they import everything over and you just got to change yeah, yeah, no, a couple exactly. little things and bam, it's, like it's good. If you've, got to re, if you've got to re-upload and do all this, and that depends on your internet speed. I've got pretty fast internet. It's not a huge deal for me. I'm that's exactly what we're talking about. But, at on, least my, but on my it, old internet, let's say you know a few years back, whatever, before I had fiber, yeah, I wasn't uploading. There's, uh, forget it. I'm not going and having to re-upload something. It ain't happening. Because well, first of all, video itself. But I guess yeah. Because I was, first of all, I've got to download it from YouTube, right? So if you've got crappy internet, right? No, no, we're talking, talking about, about different things, though. I'm talking about like putting tags and and keywords and stuff in the description of a video on YouTube. Might you you know we would disagree on whether or not that's effective or whether or not it's worth doing. I guess right. because what I'm saying is you do all that in YouTube. I guess I didn't. I was thinking this, but you you verbalized it. You put all that description and the keywords and stuff in your description of your YouTube video as you're posting it. And whether or not it actually helps your YouTube video succeed on YouTube, when you take that URL and shove it into the other platform that's going to pull it, it's going to harvest everything over. Now all those tags are in that new platform where they might do some good. And now when you, you know, when you, when you, 
copy and paste that YouTube link around, all those keywords get distributed because half the time when they display a YouTube video, they display all its description also. So I figure you're dropping your keywords all over the internet every time somebody shares your YouTube video that way. Although it's not helping you in YouTube, it might be helping you out there in the rest of the world. Because well, they, they help. Having, the, yeah. having the, the, the description, the tags, the things like that, YouTube said over and over, it doesn't really affect much on the platform as far as YouTube, but it will affect outside. So, you know, when you, when you, when you, a Google search, for example, right, your odds are if your videos on YouTube are tagged in the description and all that, it increases the odds of somebody doing a Google search and your video popping up. And the same thing can be true. You're right for other platforms, right? But Google owns YouTube. So obviously YouTube's going to get precedence if you've got the same video on, let's say, a gun streamer um, with the same tags and all of that. YouTube, obviously, Google's going to get preference to the YouTube. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there is that potential there. Now, what I was saying was they're so far behind the curve, the platforms I'm talking about, that I see no evidence they're utilizing uh, their search engines or even, I mean, they utilize the title. But I, it's I've seen very little that it's, it's putting weight into to descriptions oh, for sure and, and tags to an extent as far as internally on those platforms. No, I don't disagree. You're 100 percent right. And we know that the software that they're using, we know the software they're using. Right. And it doesn't even offer even if they wanted. But it's not like they're refusing to turn on right. the switch. It just doesn't exist in there. Right. And it's impossible really to add it. But that being said, I'm looking at the future. And if they take that they get some new software that's good and they take the database and swap it over to the new one. Now all your tags are already over there. So that's all. Oh, yeah, I'm just being a nerd. Okay. So the next one is being descriptive. Our Patriot posted being descriptive in your videos also helps when you translate that to podcast form. And that, that was just, it's not really a question as much as uh, worth noting again, because uh, I think a lot of us started being more aware uh, with people with different, situations different uh requests and then we've gotten better i think as a group making content so kudos to everybody that participates in that evolution yep so i was going to ask we're getting long-winded but turned into a long one um if you want to go feel free we can always chop this off well the nerd um, chats were typically long and that's essentially what this is so yeah, yeah. And I'd have no problem. I really would like to do a long format overnight chat for the, um, especially I just was doing some, drove up to Phoenix, right? So seeing all those truckers and stuff, knowing, uh, you know, people that are basically on the road, right? Awake, paying attention, listening. To, you know, we know church, uh, single shot and others that have jumped in, you know, while they're on the road. Um, anyhow, so uh, I appreciate you staying up. Um, the next one, but, we don't have but a few though, right? Huh? I said, there's not, but a few more points here. We've got to hit, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, I literally had towards the end, yeah. um, advice in 2022 versus five years ago in 2017, Ooh. how is it different in the same? So if you were to say that new YouTuber comes along and says, Hey, Clover, you've been around for a while. Um, what's some advice in 2017? in 2022 you give them different advice how is it different so the same is value proposition right um the same would be audio quality needs to be on par 
those things definitely have not changed. Um, thumbnail game uh, has not changed since then. I would say that would be the same. Um, but like trends or whatever. It's not like, it's, I mean, trends change and stuff. It's not like the same thumbnail would have worked then and now. You're just saying having thumbnails is important. Well, it's important as far as it needs to be catchy, the elements of the thumbnail. The, you know, you need to have nice thumbnails. You've got to get the click, right? That hasn't changed. you still got to get the click. Um, I would say what has changed is people seem to pay less attention to a title. Um, tags are all but irrelevant uh, to a EDU out there. Speaking of tags, did mention about um, YouTube says that they analyze tags for potential restrictions could be a pitfall there's a lot of people spreading some false information out there about certain things you put in your tags and titles that will get you demonetized or certain things you say on your stream that will and that's all bull crap uh every bit of it and i can prove it because i've got videos that are fully monetized that have those words so um just be careful about that for the most part youtube pays little attention to well, when we're talking something like reloading dies, where dies is in there and it could be creepy, but it could also be tie dies. And then. Right. Creepy. But that there's a whole host of other factors, right. That plays into that too. So at this point, it's way more complex. We're talking about the, the, the tech that YouTube uses and it's way more complex than that. You can't boil it down to just a word. Now, that being said, we're talking about difference in 2017 and difference in 2022 that tech has gotten a lot better. The algorithms have gotten a lot better that, that we don't see near as many channels demonetized. We don't see near as many videos. We don't see near as many uh, community guidelines, strikes, talking about the GunTuber community um, specifically. Uh, so big changes there between 2017. Think about all the channels that were getting deleted and stuff like that a couple of years, a few years back. Um, you don't see that anymore. So that's, that's promising for sure. Um, you know, as far as things that, that have uh, also changed, like I said, titles, and that's just a viewer preference type thing, I think, more than anything. It's, it's paid less attention to. Um, people really never paid attention to descriptions before, so I don't think that's changed. Uh, tags, as I said before, uh, pretty much irrelevant as far as YouTube is concerned nowadays. Um, yeah, I mean... We've got way more interaction tools. I mean, the community tab is such a powerful tool that, you know, I can't stress enough. If you've got it, please, for the love of God, use it. Um, what about live? Would you have a different uh, opinion on live or a different advice on live? Honestly, I think that YouTube, I, we were using in 2017, uh, I think anyway, we were using Google Hangouts at that, at that time uh, for the most part. Uh, and most people were. Uh, I think I they were just using somebody the advice back then. If you're going to go live, create another channel and kill that one, and don't go live on your good channel. Yes, nothing has changed in that respect. YouTube has not. Um, YouTube is, has has done the live, but they really their bread and butter is produced content, and they really have not. You know, lives have kind of always been a step, uh, redheaded stepchild that they know is, is just part of the equation. Uh, and shorts, honestly, is that way too. Shorts was a, a product of the time. Um, they went live because live was starting to become the thing and they needed to do it, right? 
Shorts was the same way. TikTok was blowing up. They had to have something that's kind of sort of competed to try to keep people on this platform, YouTube, uh, as long as they possibly could. Uh, and so, hey, let's let's try to throw something in. Um, they don't uh, they don't really push those as much. Uh, and more importantly, um, you know, that's what I would say about the YouTube side of things. Um, the the detriment I think that you could have had in 2017 with lives the same as you have today remains the same. That that is on the viewer side of things I think more than it is the YouTube side of things. If you again if you look the vast majority of people that watch your lives are subscribers. The vast majority of people that watch your produced content are not. Um, and so it's it's you've got a, a clash there when you have. Um, too many of one and, and not enough of the other. Hopefully that that was a, quite a few different things. So yeah, I mean these are things that you know we could probably go on and on for a whole conversation about some of these. I think. Um, then I would think the next one, without hitting just statements, would be. And I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about uh, some of the current collaborative projects. I was actually something you were saying earlier made me think about some attempts at collaborations that happened in the past with like three or four people attempting to run a single YouTube channel together yeah. who all had individual channels, but like, you know, people that all had individual channels and said, Hey, we're going to create a, a separate entity. That's a, you know, a group effort. Okay. And I mean, aside from just the, politics of people you know number any number of people let's say that that's in the conditions where they're they're friends and they you know they're able to work together and that kind of thing like none of the little petty stuff or whatever the bickering happens right none of that happens you take that out is it wise would it be wise for four channels to come together and share like a live channel or share a channel on politics or share whatever it is that they wouldn't want on their channels maybe a topic and then go back and do their own things, but then let people know, you know, maybe it's the gaming. Maybe they come together and they're gaming. Maybe they come together and they're working on a collaborative video together each month. You know, whatever. So is, I'm a good saying it. Is that a thing? It can is that a thing? And is, is it would it work? Or I think it, it, I think it is a thing. I have I have seen some stuff that you're talking about. I've also seen collaborations of that type. Uh, end friendships and uh, end the whole, end that whole thing. Uh, how, how many times, as long as you and I have known each other, the mutual respect and being friends. How many times have we gotten crossed before, big time, right? Um, so you know it happens, and so um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm hesitant of that. I, that being said, I, I'm not a fan of that approach. Put it to you that way. Uh, and I don't know that I would ever enter into that. And I'll give you a reason why. Uh, and we're trying, I'm trying to not, to crank this up again, but collaborative efforts. One thing that I've tried is to get people together with sharing content on their community tabs. Um, and I think if it's done in a specific way with the right people that are willing to do it, the problem like the magazine to the left and everybody passes the magazine. No, to the it's, it's on the community tab. Like, you know, here's five channels and you know, every day of the week, we're all going to share one video from this particular channel type thing. Right. And it's oh, just okay. Are you allowed to among... see that, or does that become a thing like a, 
you're clicking each other's links type of thing. No, we share. You share that video on your community tab from another person, right? Oh, oh, so, oh, oh sorry. Um, so that's that's some things. Well, that's fell apart by several people because they bring the wrong people into it. Uh, and you get into the socialism type thing, right? To where somebody's not pulling their weight, right? That, that inevitably happens. Um, and even if it's friends, that inevitably happens. Now, they may not be pulling their weight because of, you know, legit things that have went on or whatever. But the fact is they're not pulling their weight. And so, you know, that ends up causing problems. So, um, you know, I think there are certain ways that it, it, it can be done and at least work for a, a short period of time. One of the things that I would say is work on active collaborations. I mean, one of the things we talked about Patriots, you know, blind challenge thing. Um you know, that's one thing way that collaborations can work is is doing, you know, not necessarily challenged videos, but, you know, doing these series to where you, you push things out there. Um, some things that I've seen on other non-GunTuber channels, Ghost and I have, have, have played around with the concept before where, you know, I had a video where I called him on my cell phone and, you know, we talked about, you know, some things right it's like hey you know if they want to talk about this but you know i don't know a whole lot about it but i know who i can call and we can you know talk to type thing um so there's some collaborated efforts that way um the the problem with what you're talking about the past the mag that was fun but everybody that was in that which was whatever 20 people or whatever all put that on their own channels and so it's like you're putting all that on your own channel i mean how much i don't you know i don't know how much crossover you're getting you also got to be careful because again we share a lot of people that go live share a lot of live audience and gun channels in general do share some viewers rank and file whatever you want to call it uh produce content viewers but we don't share as much audience as we like to think from one channel to another um you know, and I just know this because, I mean, you know, Ghost is one of my best friends in the world. We talk a lot. We share a lot of analytics between each other. And it's just our, our contents just don't align. And, I mean, it's, I know that for a fact. I've done that with other channels. I've done that with some channels that, that my channel does align a little better with. You know, and the numbers are right there. So, you know, when you collaborate, you just, what I'm saying is you've got to be a little more calculated about how you do it. Uh, there are definitely ways uh, in which you can do it. Like if if you and you know you deal with a bunch of shotguns, somebody else deals with a bunch of shotguns. It's just so happens y'all have the same shotgun. Um, you know, maybe you you know do part of a video. Somebody kicks it off, and then you push them to the next person that you know, does another aspect. So maybe I do the sporting clays thing with the shotgun and then it pushes over them and they do bird hunting or they do something with it. Right. Um, and that could also be done cross genre uh, or not cross genre, but cross uh, uh, channel. So, you know, ghost and eyes situation. So like, you know, we've got a handgun and like I could do it from a, you know, Hey, pig hunting protection standpoint or something uh, and then kick it over to him for self-defense, you know. And so maybe you get some crossover back and forth because you've always got the ability. When I say we don't share a ton of audience between channel to channel, I'll stand behind that because I've seen the numbers on it. Um, but I will not discount that 
it is entirely possible to move people or share people from one channel to another, right? To open people's minds about a different way of using a firearm for, you know, a different hobby, a different, you know, uh, sport, whatever it might be, or get people involved. in What's your goals too? Or is it just to get the word out or is it to get views or is it, uh, you know, get a number of uh, right. subs. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So that that goes into, but that goes into the being specific and tactful about it, right? And they're being planning, not just oh, you know what? Go because here's the thing, you know, how many times have I been live on your channels, which are way huger than mine, right? I haven't blown up because of that. People have this nomenclature that this or this misunderstanding out there, and it, it trolls are the worst. Uh, and, and actually other big YouTubers that want to hate on you will say this a lot of times, like they don't want to come on your podcast because you just want me on so you can blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I, you know, I've, I've spent 30 minutes on with Yankee, you know, what a, a week or two ago. You know, I don't think I got a single sub from, from that, you know. So, you know, collabing with a larger channel, being on a larger channel, um, is you're not going to blow up from doing that. You're, it's just not. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. Um, it's not that simple. There's much more involved, right? It's got to be tactful. The audiences had to have to align somewhat. What you're doing has to align somewhat. Uh, just a lot more. There's a lot more moving parts and pieces to that. Uh, then I think the last one we'll say is Patriot says the biggest thing the biggest thing will be gun fashion. Could be. I see several channels that are taking, you know, heck, they buy every AK or whatever they can get and bling it out and do crazy stuff with it. And they're doing good with things like that. So, yeah, the Gucci, if that's the way I'm reading that anyway. Yeah, like, I was going to say, that's interesting. You play to, like, fashioning up the gun, where I guess I was thinking, at first I was thinking the concealed carry fashion show type of thing where clothing that is for concealed carry but then there's also uh you know the the t everything from the t-shirts to the more subtle like um patterns and stuff that if you look at it like oh wait that's a bunch of guns or something like oh that's a a target that's not the way i was reading it but yeah no there's lots of ways to read it yeah so that's a Good way to end it. So that was a, a couple hours and a half. So thanks for sticking around sure. and in the middle of the night. So uh, for people that are listening to this in the future, uh, Clover, you want to let people know what your projects are, where to find you? Uh, easiest way is to jump over on clovertech.com real quick because even though you're listening to this probably on YouTube, um, may not be your favorite platform and you can follow things I do elsewhere. I am definitely YouTube centric, but uh, there you'll get the social media carousel and we're on uh, audio podcast platforms and social media and all over the place uh, sharing stuff. So uh, as far as the projects, you heard me talk a lot about revolvers and shotguns and, and uh, those sorts of things. Uh, But occasionally we throw other things in there. We uh, do some podcasts and I bring in people, not only from the two a community, but, uh, also, uh, the, uh, the firearm industry and, um, you know, those can be, can be interesting, uh, at times and, uh, you know, I don't know, just, uh, uh, I do what I do. I don't know how to, 
how to necessarily explain it. But the, the biggest thing is if you're out there and you are a creator, again, uh, clovertech.com and, and you can reach me and, and hit me up and, and let's talk about your specific situation because, you know, we've talked for two and a half hours now about, you know, being a gun tuber and all the tech and all the uh, techniques and recipes and different things. But ultimately it kind of comes down to you and what you have access to as far as equipment and what your goals are and what you want to do on your channel. And that's just too many variables. Uh, we're all individuals. We like what we like and we like to do what we like to do. And, our content's going to reflect that and, and, you know, how we kind of navigate things uh, is going to, it's going to be, have, have to be adjusted at least a little bit accordingly. So uh, it was a great, I, it was a quick two and a half hours, G. I enjoyed it, I, but I like to talk nerdy. So I guess what's going to happen now, all these people ditched out of here. And what you just said there was one of the things that I think is one of the most important things that's been said on the internet in a while. So to try to recap it after I just lost what you said there by saying it, that the oh i did literally by saying that i took a jinx to myself uh i'm gonna go back because i have the power of listening to my own show right now by clicking live on here and then go back because i have or something like oh that's uh, a little better no and the numbers are right there so you know when you collaborate you just, what i'm saying is you got to be a little more calculated about how you do it uh, there are definitely ways uh, in which you can do it. Like if, if you and you, know, you deal with a bunch of shotguns, somebody else deals with a bunch of shotguns, it's just so happens y'all have the same shotgun. Um, you know, maybe you, you know, do part of a video, you know, does another bird on genre, you know, ghost and eyes. Oh man, how far back did I go? Holy crap. So, Hold on. Went back like an hour. Do what I do. I don't know how to how to necessarily explain it, but the, the biggest thing is if you're out there, and you are a creator. Again, uh, clovertech.com, and, and you can reach me and, and hit me up, and, and let's talk about your specific situation. Because okay, right. all the it kind of comes down to you and what you have access to as far as equipment and what your goals are and what you want to do on your channel. And that's just too many variables. Uh, we're all individuals. We like what we like. And like to do what we like to do and our content's going to reflect that and, and you know how we kind of navigate things uh is gonna it's gonna be had, had to be adjusted at least a little bit accordingly so uh, it was great I, it was a quick two and a half hours okay so everybody's a little bit different everybody's doing their thing and we're all having to adjust and stuff right that's the goal of a bunch of my projects a bunch of your projects and so it took me a while to jump back to that i'm spaz and i jumped like a half an hour back and then had to go find the moment there that you said that but uh i think that clicked because that's something that it, the rebuilding the mousetrap rebuilding the wheel uh it's frustrating as hell so as people who say uh, this is what that's what this show is about that's what a lot of my projects are about a lot of clover's projects are about somebody who's thinking oh i can do that like oh these guys suck at this i could have had a way better interview with this guy like go for it like no one's stopping you like just grab a camera and start doing it and then if yep. like oh wait you know i thought that was going to be different but if i did this oh yeah yeah it's easy just click this and do the other thing um one-on-one -on -one coaching is one thing but i think there's a way to hack two-way like there's a way to create 
um, things where, you know, if you need to do something, you know, like there's Instagram hacks, you know, there's like ways to get an Instagram channel to grow. Like there's just things that people want to see and you can put it in front of them and then they'll like it and then they'll, you know, so you put the other stuff in there. They don't care. They're still going to be there. Same thing with YouTube. But, you know, that's not the same for everybody. That's not what everybody's looking for. And everybody's not interested in putting all that together. But that's not stopping people from sharing. So, or, you know, what you were kind of alluding to there, like um, collaborating in that sense, where people get together and three people create something that neither one of them wanted to put all the effort into. I think that's one of the things you were saying there. But um, anyway, I think that that I'm, I'm going to have to if I ever decide to go back and listen to my own three-hour videos again, I'm going to listen to that end part, come up with a better summary, uh, because I think what you hit on there made me think of like exactly what I was trying to do with the 2A workshops, 2A media workshops, <clears throat> which is basically what they're trying to do with AMCON, and which I'm guessing you're you're trying to do with the YouTube um, or the YouTuber Academy. So you mentioned a bunch of your projects, but you didn't mention that. So take a second and say, what's up with the YouTuber Academy? real quick because i'm guessing somebody who listens to two and a half hours of us talking about coaching a gun channel. I, most of the people i see out there are already subscribed but uh oh, yeah, yeah youtube youtube academy is basically what we a lot of the things we talked about tonight but in more bite size like little details right um and i don't do as much over there as i probably should uh, as things come up, as I get time to kind of film, uh, the, the production quality over there is fairly low uh, as far as, you know, camera and all of that. But it's just the information that I'm sharing. Hopefully that that is the most valuable. Um, but, you know, as things come up and, and mostly as I have these conversations with creators, that's what sparks me to say, you know what? I've had three people in the last couple of weeks, three creators come to me with this thing. Maybe I should throw a video over there on this throw a video out or if i run into something myself which happens sometimes they go "Ooh, this is problematic people need to be aware to, of how to navigate this right um then i'll cut a little video and throw it up and, and they're, they're they're usually really bite-sized i don't know what the average length of the, the videos over there are but they're not long i mean you know between five and ten minutes at the very 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 most so um yeah if you're, you're a creator and you're looking for gun tuber specific information uh, realize that that since 2017, I've paid really close attention, been embedded in the, the YouTube creator culture, uh, have followed all the gurus since a lot of them who are a million subscribers now were 20 or 30,000 maybe subscribers. Um, so all the tips, tricks, uh, you know, I'm a, a member on all the YouTube creator forums and, and the different things, and I'm paying attention to that. So that's one of the things with with uh with guntuber academy is you don't have to pay attention to all of that right because the vast majority of it's bluster it doesn't necessarily affect us and guntuber stuff specifically but if something does then that's why i can when i kind of pull those nuggets out and take them over to guntuber academy and go hey you need to be aware of this policy or the way that you know you do these things because you know if you're a guntuber this is the best way to go about or how to you know, um, I don't want to say get around policy, how to work within policies on certain things and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, barbecue saying great show, gentlemen. Thank you. And uh, he does a Thursday show and a Tuesday show. Also a Wednesday show. So I guess you could also say he does a Tuesday, Wednesday and a Thursday show. 
So uh, you might want to check that out. He does that on a format now that we were talking about earlier, uh, jumping in and doing something, uh, seat of the pants versus doing something with uh, a format, so to speak. Um, and then 280 said you have to have fun doing it. There isn't enough money for most of us to do it as a career. Most of us, I don't think, well, if we're talking content creation, there's a bunch of content creators talking about gun focused. Um, there's fewer, but there's definitely some that are doing it as more than a career. They've got staffs and stuff. So that, you know, there's definitely some professionals at it. As far as Second Amendment advocates or gun tubers with a focus on 2A, that is, I wanted to bring that one up because that's one of the ones that bugs me in the, a lot is that the advocacy is, I don't want to say doomed. It's just, you know, it, it, we only have part-time uh, amateur activists. There's only a couple of people who you'd consider full-time and they're either attorneys uh, or authors. But uh, I think that there's definitely room in the world of changing things like the blockchain and the Bitcoins and the PayPal's and the what do you call those things? The uh, the Patreon and the um, Kickstarter, right? There's got to be ways of uh, changing things up so that advocacy and awareness uh, can be valued and uh, given focus too, so that we have more uh, flavors of it and more volume, right? And right. more opportunity. Because if people are uh, you know, they're, they're changing the game on the other side by having movies where a gun blows things up when it needs to, and it's absurdly misses when it needs to. <laughs> and that kind of stuff, you know, just changes culture. And right. people think gun owners are a certain way because of little subtle things like that. And the way you change that is by being competent and capable, right, in front of everybody. Yeah. And, yeah, so there's... I mean, obviously, we can all do a part, but I think there's ways like this that, you know, if we get stronger and more more people involved will end up with a lot more opportunities and a lot more uh, potential. Well, then a lot of it is, you know, you talk yeah. about competent, you talk about being competent and capable, and this kind of goes back to, to new people, right? New creators that come in and they may think that they don't have enough expertise or whatever. Sometimes, especially if you're talking the 2A world, um, sometimes it's not even about that right it's about coming in and just posing the questions and asking the questions and a lot of times you know you've got people that are like you know like i don't know the answer but like why do they always say this or why do they always do that or why are they proposing this legislation right and it's like i don't know the answer to this but you know i i want to i want to ask the question and I want to talk about it and, and try to walk through it, maybe. And, you know, you get other people, right, you, that, that view that, that come in, and, and they're asking the same questions. So at least you're, you're making it known. You're still providing a value, in my opinion, because you're making it known that it's okay to ask questions. Well, you know, all too often, how often do we get, like, you know, what's in the bill? Oh, we've got a passage. I don't know what's in the bill. It's like, what's wrong with asking knowing what's wrong with asking the questions and, and you know trying to seek out the information there's nothing wrong with that and so i think that gives a um what is the word it inspires people or motivates people uh and then and then also reaffirms to people that it's okay to to 
to not know and to be asking the questions. Or maybe you never knew to, ask, to even ask the question in the first place. So maybe you realize well, there, that. There might not have been a way to ask the question or, you this know, a method, method yeah. to do it. Like if you're reading a newspaper, yeah. you can do ask the air. Like, are you going to write a yeah. letter to the editor? How do you know it ever got through, right? Like, that doesn't I mean, how many... How many times it's really easy you get asked a question and and all too often we go, oh, that's a good question. But is it really or is it the question that you've heard a jillion times, right? But sometimes somebody asks you a question, you know, and you're like, holy crap, I, you know, I never thought about that. Like, you know, so there's value in that. Oh, snap. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing this like I'm saying, like there's no money in it and I would not be doing this if it wasn't moving forward in leaps and bounds and there wasn't that kind of stuff way more often than the bickering and the goofiness and the dumb stuff with that being said let's end it otherwise we'll keep going and i want to thank everybody again who joined us live um here's the thing i'm going to put this back onto the main screen and this is your own fault patriot right patriot obviously barbecue come on everybody else for like almost the entire video, there's been a scroll thanking our Patreons, the people that make it possible for us to spend time like this. Clover has Patreons, so lets him stay up late and do this. I've had a hashtag at the bottom of the screen, Daily Gun Show, and you could have won all kinds of stuff. So much stuff because it's accumulating every time nobody does it. And this is yet another show for three hours. You'll go back and you'll look and you'll go, oh my crap, it's been on there for three hours almost. I think it was like the third thing I did when I started the show. So for the people that are listening to this in the future, you don't realize that most of the time I offer the people that are watching live free loot just sitting here on the screen in front of them. And they never just take the effort to look at the screen and then grab it. So uh, just rubbing that in at the end of three hours. Thanks for showing up. But uh, thanks for listening to this in the future. Leave us some feedback. I am getting some feedback uh, from people who uh, are out on those other platforms. So it's good to see you out there, hear you. And uh, thanks for watching. I guess I should put an ending on this. Where are all my endings? Up here? Wow, I was way down. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thank you for watching gunwebsites.com. Do 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 do.